Hey, thanks for pressing play. This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, the Falcon and Winter Soldier are headed to the small screen on Disney's streaming service. We got rumors about when to expect the first trailer for Avengers 4 and a possible title. Venom is turning out to be more profitable than Spider-Man for Sony and the Birds of Prey movie casts its villain Black Mask. Plus, we got a full spoiler review of season three of Marvel's Daredevil on Netflix and a whole bunch more all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, November 1st, 2018. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Thanks for joining us. How you doing? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where you get your weekly geek fix of comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. My name is Emron. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And he's the rug boy. What's up, Mr. Rugberto Bambino? How you feeling? I'm feeling hollow and Halloweeny. <laughs> Are you full of Halloween candy? Yeah. I feel hollow in my weenie. <laughs> Just collecting chocolate. <laughs> Let me say it one more time. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I fucked it up the first time. Right, yeah, right. I feel out. hollow in my weenie. There you go. Because yeah, you said you feel hollow in your weenie. And his weenie. Not in yeah. your weenie. I feel weenie. hollow in my weenie. Is yeah, your slack hole full of chocolate? That's what I've been wondering. And bourbon. <laughs> chocolate and bourbon. Yeah. Filling Rug Boy's filthy slack hole. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. What's your candy of choice? I know Anthony doesn't eat chocolate, which makes him like, basically satanic. Yo, pe- yeah, pretty much. It makes you inhuman. You're not even a real person yeah. at this point. Um, you know, you can't go wrong with mini Reese's peanut butter cups, man. Yeah, that's like, that's I think that is the like shit. the gold standard. If you it's get... Just- and I feel bad for people with peanut allergies. I know. That is kind of like, sad. What do you do on Halloween when you got fucking nut allergies? You make almond butter, yeah. uh, peanut butter cups. So almond butter not cups. only do I not like chocolate, yeah. but I have a peanut allergy. Oh, crap. Oh, the truth comes <laughs> so out. this makes a lot of sense. So did you go trick-or-treating when you were a kid, Anthony? How do you eat food? <laughs> is it in like 90% of Asian food have peanut uh, oil in it? Uh, it's a very, very minor. Okay, allergy. I was gonna ask how severe. Like, do you carry uh, epi- ep- ephedrine no, around like or a, like a, adrenaline I've eaten, shots? I've eaten peanuts and like been fine. Like, I'm. It's just. Does it I'm make you shit your pants? No, just like my eyes kind of swell up a little, and oh, I like. Damn, I, I can feel my throat new. close a little. I did not know that yeah. about the Anthony. Yeah. You can't blow someone if your throat is closed. Yeah, no, no you need it nice like, and loose. No chocolate. There is a lot of peanut, uh, in Thai food especially. There's a lot of peanut. There's peanut things everywhere. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of peanuts. I am a fan of alternate nut butters, though. Oh, shit. Almond butter. Almond butter. butter. Almond butter. All that's the it. There's yes. cashew butter. There's cashew butter. There's what about human butter? Human butter. I have not tried it, but uh, if we put it on some toast. It's, it's, it's all over your nuts. fucking beard, dude. Oh, that. Dead giveaway. <laughs> yes, the human bukkake butter. Hey, if you're a new <laughs> listener, 
Look up the word Bukaki one. Two, check our show notes at jockandnerd.com slash 246. Because this is the blog post of the show where you'll find the show. You'll find all of the links we, of things we're going to talk about and all the ways you can subscribe and uh, get the show every week. Like in Apple Podcast, in Google Podcast, in the Spotify. You'll never miss a show. Uh, and with that, let's get to the news, you peanut butter bastards. The Jock, Jock and Nerd Podcast. Big exciting Geek Boner news, guys. Geek Boner. Regarding Disney's streaming service and what kind of shows we're going to get when they eventually launch this thing. In 2019, uh, Variety reporting a Falcon and Winter Soldier limited series. Oh, shit. In the works. Does that give away that they're not both Captain America after I think this? it gives away a couple of things about Avengers 4, if you think about it. A, that maybe they're not dead, right? And B, that maybe uh, Cap doesn't make it out of Avengers 4. Mm. You know? Well, I mean, he probably won't. Yeah. I don't think that... I don't think... This is more in the line of what they said they would do, is which is take these second tier Marvel characters and make TV shows. I love this is what I was talking about. I was like, they have so many great second tier characters in the movies that really, you know, they don't really deserve a whole movie, but I'd much rather see them in a six to eight limited series, high budget uh, thing run by Kevin Feige on their streaming service. Hell yeah. Hmm. The question I have yes. out of this is now that Feige's getting in the game of making TV shows. Yeah. Does this now... Are the movie's going to suffer? No, no, that's not... Shut no. up, Imran. Let me finish. I'm leading the witness. <laughs> Sorry, Your Honor, that's leading the witness. <laughs> I object. Uh, not that. It's... Okay, now that he's in the game, does this officially now make all the the TV shows not made by him or hit, produced by him um, officially now out of the MCU canon? They, where the, I mean, mm, that's a good question. There's because like all the Netflix stuff, all that Agents of Shield stuff, all the Cloak and Dagger, all that bullshit. It's a one way connection though. So if they just cut them off, like uh, those things will just they'll suffer on their own. It's not really going to affect anything else. No, I'm just saying for the lar- in the uh, grand scheme know. of all that's the a good canon. Because now, he, now he's actually saying this is can't like they're putting the real actors in these. Yes. I mean, you're going to have uh, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan playing these guys on the small screen. And, you know, we mentioned in the past show that they were thinking about doing a Loki one and a Scarlet Witch one. This is the first proposed show that actually has a writer. This dude's name is Malcolm Spellman. He was a writer on Empire and the co-executive producer. So, you know, maybe. Uh, Sebastian Stan starts a, a, a hip hop label and Anthony Mackie starts a competing hip hop label. <laughs> Maybe Mrs. Falcon wants to take over the business. That could be the show. I don't know, but <laughs> I'm excited to have these guys, uh, do TV and, uh, yet another streaming thing I'm going to have to pay Two for guys that don't really like each other, but have to work together. Couldn't you? I mean, they, they, I mean, they have like a buddy cop thing. Yes. It'll be a great buddy cop thing. Imagine, you know, their, their banter and civil war in the back of that car. Like, I could watch a whole show about that. It just doesn't, like, have, like, a ring to it. Falcon Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter I don't know what you call it. What do you call this? What do you call it? Uh, Bucky and Falky. Bucky and... Dick and Dove. No, that's the other show. No. What's uh, Sidekicks? I don't know. What's Sebastian... St- or what's uh, Falcon's name? Uh, It's... uh Oh, crap. It's Sam Wilson. Bucky and Sam. And Bu- Sam, Bu- Sam, Sam and Bucky. Sam and Bucky. Sam and Bucky uh, in the city. <laughs> Sam and Bucky... 
do the. Te- I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna have a clunky title. That's a good point, Rugs. I, ho- I hope I the budget is is high enough because the one thing I even right away in the beginning when I started when we was watching Agents of Shield and Sam Jackson showed up and uh, what's her name showed up. Girl Sif, Lady Sif. Oh yeah, Jamie Alexander. You know, they they both would show up, and right. I was like, oh, this adds a little credibility. But yeah, the, like the show was so cheap looking in comparison to Marvel that I was like, this doesn't elevate it. it like it, it makes them almost look bad. For yeah, that they're slumming it. it in, in, yeah, in it's these like, it shows. looks like they it, yeah exactly. They it looks like they're slumming it when they like this is. I think so hopefully this show has like a good look. If Agents of Shield looks like shit. No, and that's a TV budget, and you know, Fiji and these guys doing the streaming service aren't dumb. You know, we already talked about how the Star Wars show they got a hundred million dollar budget for like ten episodes. I think we're gonna see a similar high end budget, and this is gonna be like movie quality shit. Uh, but serialized stories, which I think works better with this kind of material give them i don't know six to eight hours to tell an awesome story i don't know what to really expect from it i'm hoping that if they have like a good you know every show needs a good villain yes to like kind of prop it up as we're going to talk about in daredevil yep um so it all depends on that really that really will will solidify the show what if cap doesn't survive avengers 4 and the show is about who gets to become the next captain america it could be. They got to arm wrestle or play checkers <laughs> or some play dominoes or some shit. Life without cap. Life without cap. Them trying to adjust and figure out their place in the world. I don't know. I, all I know is they're going to put these dudes in TV shows. It's very exciting. Uh, let's move on to our next bit of news. But before we do, I want to tell the listener to join our awesome Facebook group. It's called the Jock and Nerd Nation. It is a closed exclusive group just for our listeners. It's where we all hang out and geek out and uh, let our freak flag fly, sometimes literally. Uh, welcome, new listener this week, joining the nation, Thomas Powell. Ah, why don't you hit me? Fucking great name, Powell. Uh, it's like a Batman, like a... <laughs> It's like a Batman 66 name. I love Thomas Powell. Uh, also, just a reminder, send us in your roast audio. We are asking you to send an audio making fun of us. I <laughs> we know. need a total of two clips. We, to do a we show. need at least two to make it happen for our 250th episode. We're on 246. So you have a couple of weeks. I think that we have any. We do have some. Uh, I could, that means we have two. I could use some more. <laughs> we have submissions from two listeners. There you go. All right. But... Look, I, it's, it's probably asking for trouble, but look, roast us. We can take it. We will listen to them first time live as we record. When is this happening? Episode 250 in about four weeks. All right. So there's still plenty of time. There's plenty of time. Visit jockandnerd.com. There's a brick red button on the side. You got 90 seconds to roast us. All right. Moving on. I have a, a couple of minor tidbits of news about uh, Avengers 4. Some of it may be spoilery. Some of it, maybe not. And uh, the MCU moving forward. Uh, one article from Newsarama uh, is about Kevin Feige. This guy got to talk to him, uh, ask him a series of quick questions. Uh, and this is what came out is that the, the Avengers 4 trailer will come out before the end of the year. Oh, wait. And there's news. Yeah, there's more. No, that's not, <laughs> that's not big no. news. <laughs> Neymar could make an appearance, still deciding if and when. And then something we knew. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 status currently on hold. But you're right. Not big news. Uh, This MCU Cosmic has kind of the same news, but they have one other big piece thing that's in here. They said the trailer is coming in November. Look, we're six months away. November? Yes. This month. Oh, okay. We're six months away from this movie coming out. We still don't know anything about it. It's amazing. 
Uh, the, I can't wait. We don't know the title. They haven't here. It's Endgame, isn't it? No. Oh. They think they know what the title is. They said it's from a very reliable source. Do we want to spoil this? Do you guys want to know what their guess is? I mean, it's a guess, so sure. <laughs> They're saying the title is going to be Avengers Annihilation. Oh, shit. Is that Annihilus? Anni- I don't know if it's, uh, yeah. you know, Anni- it's not going to be Annihilus. No. Uh, well, the, in, in the comics, yes, but you know how these guys, they take these names. They don't have anything to do mo- largely with the comic book story. It's based that on. would be. Um, but Annihilation seems very uh, defeatist and What about bad. Bolivian? <laughs> Bolivian? That's what Mike Tyson calls Mike Tyson. Oblivion. Yeah, Oblivion. <laughs> I'm going to fade off into Bolivian. Into Bolivian. Okay, Mike. It's ludicrous. Uh, Annihilation. Is, that's a good title if... That's a good title on its own, but when you think about like comic terms, you do think about Annihilus if you are a fan. Yeah, of, I'm like, that comics. means Annihilus is coming. Uh, but then if you are not... If you are a MCU fan just of the movies and you see this... He, maybe he is in the movie. He could I'm be. I'm now thinking about it. Maybe they're like, well, now that's it's one of those things where... Because Thanos did this, now Annihilus is attacking the universe, and it's like Thanos, you've really fucked up. Because now we gotta block him from Annihilus. Yeah. Then you gotta put Kang, the time traveler, in here. Throw him in there too. Wait, no, 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 not right now. <laughs> <laughs> Annihilation. No Kang for you. I don't know. No Kang, no Kang for you. Luke. I don't know. I, yeah, I guess I don't know. It's, it's a <laughs> Luke weird Kang. Luke Kang. <laughs> Finish Luke him. Kang. Uh, Annihilation, huh? Avengers Annihilation. Eh, it, it rhymes. It's all right. I don't know. All right, whatever. That's still speculation. It's still speculation. But I think by the end of this month, we'll probably see a trailer or a teaser, which will probably just be clips from like all the other movies. They're not going to show us anything, which is good. I, I still think they should call it Bolivian. Avengers <laughs> Bolivian. <laughs> Oblivion. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about this Deadpool two PG 13 cut that's coming out. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, but I realized rugs wasn't on that show. I really want to get his opinions because news has come out that Ryan Reynolds has, was back in the suit on set with David Leach. They filmed new scenes. I heard they're adding like 15 minutes to make this thing like a holiday thing, possibly uh, with Fred Savage doing a whole, uh, you know, princess bride parody book ending the movie. Um, and I don't know who else came back to do reshoots, but Rugs, I want to know what you think about them uh, milking this movie for all it's worth. Uh, are you going to see this movie? And will this be the first time we review the same movie twice in the same fucking year? I will not review this twice. No? You guys can do it. I think this is bullshit. <laughs> I think this is complete bullshit. I think they, they don't call it Deadpool to search for more cash. Oh, okay. Uh, they should. Call it it's called like a very it. Deadpool Christmas or it's some holiday fucking. Yeah, title. I don't know. They should have just made a PG-13 Deadpool movie to begin with. Yeah, because like, I don't know. It's like the whole point of Deadpool is to not be PG-13. I think this is less riskier than them making a whole PG-13 Deadpool movie from scratch. Look, this is this is this is called weak parenting. Okay. When you're like, I'm going to get my kid into Deadpool and like let him buy the Deadpool action figure. When it's not for them. Yeah. They don't know the meaning of, no, this is not for you. So, but let, uh, dude, let's be honest. These it. kids have seen this movie. The kids that are under, that are not allowed to already movies have already seen the movie. Then you there's see, no point in making this movie. There then. really isn't. Like, we're the, back the, in- the whole point of making this movie is cash grab. Yeah. It's total. It is cash grab. Well, I'll jump in here. Yeah. I have the opposite opinion of Rugby. 
I'm not going to fuck. I'm probably not going to watch this movie in the theater. Yeah. But I have absolutely no problem with them doing a PG-13 uh, movie during the holidays as a blatant c- cash grab that is self-aware that is <laughs> making a PG-13 Deadpool. If it's done well, that's uh, I-, I will enjoy it. I'll agree. They got to they gotta do well. I, may I am go, not reviewing this again. I, well, may, I may go see like, it again. I'm going to get a porno yeah. and cut out all the fucking porn. And make it like a put soft R rating. Yeah, you know those like, uh, like those, those porn. porn versions of like Avengers. Yeah. I'm just gonna get one of those and cut out all the dicks and the vaginas and put that out. <laughs> the same thing. I mean, of course, this already like this is a billion dollar franchise. These two movies have made over a billion dollars for Fox. Do you think you can still be, have the same edge and making it a PG-13, or is it gonna be? I, all I don't care. I just don't like the whole principle of it. I don't care how good it is either. Yeah. It could be great, uh, and I, I'll, I'll admit, oh, they did a good job, but. I just think that the whole idea of it is like, I don't know. It's, it's it is a weird move. And this all, soulless. It, it all came out when they were moving all those dates around, when they pushed uh, Dark Phoenix back and Alita Battle Angel and all that crazy shit. Uh, right. And then all of a sudden they're like, we're doing this PG-13 uh, Deadpool re-release of Deadpool 2. Um, I don't know. I may, I may go see it. It could be a fun holiday movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it is total fucking I'm like how much can you milk this fucking thing put out the same movie twice in a year you motherfuckers uh, they gotta make more money you know what else is still making money they should money? definitely call it blatant cash grab that'd be hilarious that, yeah. like that would that, that would be I'd give them some credit I think they got the balls to do that and just call it what it is a Christmas cash grab Deadpool Deadpool cash grab Christmas your mom can't say no the cash grab yes Deadpool <laughs> the return your mom has to bring you to this one now. No excuses. Another movie still making money, guys. It's uh, Venom, everyone's favorite symbiote. Uh, it's so this is crazy. The more I think about that movie, the more <laughs> I realize just how bad that movie is. Check it out. In just under a month, Ruben Fleischer's Venom has earned $187 million domestic and a whopping $508 million. And Scott Pilgrim didn't even make their No, didn't even make half his money back. This movie is sitting at 512. It's ridiculous. So this guy writes this article for Forbes saying basically because of the budget, this was a $100 million budget. Uh, based on the budget, this is now more profitable than all the Spider-Man movies Sony made. And it still hasn't opened in China yet. Oh, shit. Or Japan. Wow, and it's we'll at, be wrong about this shit, right? It's gonna—they're saying it's gonna hit like six hundred million. So it's such a like it's crazy movie. I know, <laughs> I know. It's not even like all right. I can understand like Jurassic World making shitloads of money. Yeah. It's got like the top of the line special yes, effects. Yes. This does all right. Yes, this does not. This yeah. doesn't even have like I don't know. It's like B level at best. So he says Venom grossed nearly as much as Spider-Man on around half the budget. Venom is now almost certain to become more profitable than any of Sony's prior Spider-Man movies or any of the recent Daniel Craig 007 movies. That Venom is going to be like Sony's most successful movie in a long time. That's crazy. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> that's a bad sign because we're going to get... This is a sign of the apocalypse. It's democracy manifest. Gentlemen, this is democracy manifest. I got one more comment on how bad this movie. It's not even like this is so bad that it's yeah. good. Yeah. Movie. It's yeah. literally just bad filmmaking. The entire film is bad. The only thing that's good about it is Tom Hardy knowing that he's in a bad film. Yeah, I mean, Tom Hardy pretty much earned this fucking $500 million you probably, what did you give it to, like a 9 out of 10? No, I gave it like a 7.5. Oh, my God. 
I love you, the, you I, have absolutely I, no balls. Whatsoever. I enjoyed the Tom Hardy <laughs> being really weird by the end of it. I he you kind of sucked like, me in. You are exactly what you are the type of guy that watches this movie and is giving this movie like all its money. Look, you, you go in and you go, man, that was actually not bad. <laughs> I only watched it once. Well, Clearly, I'm not the only one, though, if this thing is still fucking making money. Well, listen, there's a bunch of uh, people he- that go out to movies and they don't give a fuck. They no. just want to be entertained that weekend. Right. I just That's want true. if you want to have a good time, this movie is a good time. But it's like a forgettable good time. Now, the accolades it's getting, it's like, you know, you it's going to spawn more of it these. It is. And nobody's saying it's a good movie. Literally. It's just making money. Yeah, the symbiote will spawn. There's going to be a lot more <laughs> shitty Venom movies. He signed on for three movies. They're going to make Morbius and They're, they're going to have uh, Woody Harrelson in a bad in red In a really wig. bad Ronald McDonald wig. <laughs> acting like a God fucking asshole. <laughs> God wow. Damn it. Why? Yeah, people. I mean, same thing with the Jurassic World. We're going to get uh, probably a bunch more of those movies. Uh, let me. I mean, Jurassic World's not great either. Yeah. But. I mean, I feel like I liked Jurassic World more than that. Like, Venom. what's a like, dumber I can, I can movie watch, though? But Jurassic World, it was Jurassic more of an experience. Yeah, mm. and it was like that. That like, there they had the nostalgia kick of it, like being back at the park. I guess this is just, uh, this. I like the little bit of darkness bad. in this. The Jurassic Worlds just became like dumb. They're just like so dumb. And you, and you don't think this is dumb? No, it's dumb. It's just not <laughs> as dumb. It's like hey, middle uh, of Eddie, the road dumb. I was actually kind of a loser <laughs> on my own planet. Eddie, I like you. Can I stick around? <laughs> We're best of friends. You got Eddie. any tater tots? Hey, is your mom's name Mark, though? <laughs> That's because why. that would be the best. Yeah, we love both had the same mom name. Oh, God. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? We could really bond. And he's going to make a lot more shit coming up. Uh, This news, uh, let's switch to some DCEU news, talking about shitty fucking superhero movies. Uh, This news just broke. Ewan McGregor will be playing Black Mask in the Birds of Prey movie. Geek Boner. Which, uh, good casting. I like the cast of this movie already. We talked talked about who's in it. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yes. uh, As the Huntress. Mm-hmm. Uh, Journey Smollett Bell, Black Canary, Rosie Perez as Renee Montoya, right, and Margot Robbie, of course, returning as Harley Quinn. And now you add uh, Ewan McGregor as Black Mask. And another important piece: there's another article with the director Kathy Yan at the Chinese uh, uh, American Entertainment some function. Uh, it will be R-rated. This is going to be an but not R-rated for movie. boobs. This is a this is like a uh, feminist. Well, so in, it's actually a pretty good article. She talks about how, how she got the movie, and she talks that the the script really attracted her. It has, uh, it's badass. It's dark. There's themes of female empowerment. It's everything she loves. So why does it need to be rated R? That's what I want to know. Well, I think that's just kind of her tone that she wants to get this movie. She said she made him a sizzle reel, and they really loved it, and they took a risk with her because she's only done like one movie that's has that's nothing like this movie. Okay. Uh, maybe there's gonna be some adult themes, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Some blood, some titties. <laughs> no, they're not gonna be any boobs. No, like, I know there's no They're boobs. not gonna be they're gonna be all strapped down. But they'll be no they'll be uh wearing tight fitting clothes though. You, okay, you, you be, can be sure. Penis. They better have some cock in there. <laughs> it's <laughs> they, gonna be R rated. Yes. I wanna see some men ass. Some maybe it'll be bad penis, like in the comic books. Mangina. We can compare. Also, Cassandra Kane will be a half Asian character, and she will oh, be cool. in 
Uh, why why am I half Asian? Because uh, again, she, China? she's talking about how she has, yeah, she has, there's like half Asian writers and the representation at this Chinese film entertainment thing. So I, instead of actively going out to look for a half Asian person, yes. just cast whoever you think is the best. And if they happen to be half Asian. Okay. But I, maybe, I I maybe it was written as a half Asian character. What, what if she? it's written oh, that, maybe, it, for the movie? Is she in the comics a half Asian character? Uh, I don't remember. Rugs, do you remember? I, I, mean, think I guess that, I don't have a problem with it. I'm just wondering if it's a curious thing to look correct. for. I think she okay. is in the comics. Right. Yeah. Well, then cool. Yeah. I, and if I'm wrong, I'm thinking of somebody else by accident. I mean, I'm looking at a picture of the comics on this article. Yeah. She does look Asian. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's true to the comics. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. then yeah. my question was stupid. <laughs> but I like uh, adding Ewan McGregor uh, to this. Black Mask? Yeah. Roman Sionis, gang, a gang guy who has just a molded black mask thing. I don't know how that thing got stuck on his face. Like Jim Carrey, the mask. Yeah. Which is also <laughs> a lot like, Venom is a lot like the mask also. Absolutely. Yes. The mask is better. And that's also like uh, the Giver, which which was... Uh, the Giver, the way you bring that up all the time. Young, uh, what's her face? In Not MacGyver. I love MacGyver. MacGyver. Richard Dean Anderson. Cameron Diaz in mask is like... The best, yeah. Oh, She's yeah, so she was hot. really young in that, yeah. She was fantastic, yeah. Fresh, just so good to look at before Harvey Weinstein got to her. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, is that what she got? He got to her. I don't know. Her name was in that with uh, the thing of people who had to do stuff oh. or or names that he would tell women that, like, hey, these women they went through the same thing. You want to be in the industry, you just gotta do this. Fucking oh. guy. Cool. Well, it's not like he didn't make her a star. I mean, she was a bona fide star. She would have been a star. What happened to her? Uh, Get old. Yeah. I mean, she still looks good. Especially for women in the industry, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah, it's very ageist. Even for guys, it's very ageist. You got to remain looking young. I think I'm fucking. I think girls get it. Women, of course. Yes, uh, they do get it. Get it rough. Well, it just hits them differently. Yeah. Yeah. It it hits them harder, I think. I mean, guys look. The guys have to worry about going bald. That's like the biggest thing, right? Going bald and getting fat. Getting fat, yeah, 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 that happens. Where the girls, it's like they you have to worry about the wrinkles right right away. Yeah, and you get into the Botox, get wrinkles, facial reconstruction, and and then as soon as they start going down that path, like there's no coming back. You start looking, you don't look anything like yourself. But also, like in our society. Guys getting wrinkles isn't necessarily like the worst thing in no. the world. No, you it's look like, at like oh, you look, you look, you look. Oh, you know, you look distinguished. Distinguished, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Whereas, like with women getting wrinkles, and it's like you need some, like <laughs> you need to get rid of that. Like you need to start putting some cucumbers. It's like your Sharon eyes. Stone in the Catwoman movie got replaced. Yeah. But you look at like uh, yeah, wasn't old ass Sean Connery like sexiest man alive on People Magazine when he was all right, right. old and they, they pull like, it? You never see like sexiest Not, woman that alive. That would never happen now. Don't you don't think, think so. I think it would like a Harrison. Ford. I think back in the day, like that was cool. Like that was cool, but now everything's about youth. Like no one wants to hear about anything about anybody older than like twenty five. <laughs> God damn it! Like everybody's Maybe too right. Old. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got two more things in the news, and then uh, we can get to our Daredevil review. This one, I'm, I wanted to share a link that was shared with the, the nation by John Bellotti Jr. 
Uh, and the, the article is titled, Why AMC Isn't Worrying About Ratings for The Walking Dead. And he writes, so every time that I hear about the ratings drop for this show, I laugh. This article pretty much states that what I've been saying in the face of people who say this show is doomed and don't work in the entertainment business. And look, I've heard every week that this show is pulling in season one numbers, despite it slowly, it's a little bit better than it was now that Scott Gimple is gone. There's one more episode left with Rick Grimes. It's, it's his last two episodes this week. So I've been watching. It's a little bit better. I want to see how Rick Grimes goes out. But the point of this article is that this thing, they could go on for years and people will always be discovering it on streaming services. Case in point, a guy at work has just started yeah. watching it. <laughs> he brings it up and he's like bringing up things. He's like, oh man, uh, what's his name? Uh, Daryl yeah. almost got killed. But, I'm like, what the first episode season. is that? Yeah. He's like, he's like the second season. I'm, I'm like, like, I don't oh remember. It reminds me of Lost yes. when people started watching that late. <laughs> right, and you're like and watching yeah. it on DVD. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, that's great, dude. You got a, like good five or six seasons of the show before it kind of yeah. shits the bed. But they could literally keep making. They said that they have plans to make this Walking Dead for like ten years. They have ten years of content and. It's still the highest rated thing on AMC for them. It doesn't matter if the ratings are dropped because people will always be binging this show from the beginning. And I forget about that. And uh, I'm like, yeah, fuck. It doesn't matter what the ratings are. I think it's just keep pumping this shit out. Well, I mean, it does matter what the I mean, they should are. have stopped made, making them, but they're not going to. This is, it's the top rated thing on that network. It still so. is the top rated thing, even though it's got pulling in about 5 million viewers live. They, but, but then they people can't. catch up. I mean, if they you had any decency, <laughs> just kill it. They're, they're not, I mean, but let's be honest, they're not happy that they've lost 10 million views. Sure. This, no this show used to have to 20 million an episode yeah. at its height. Yeah, you can't, you're not happy when you no. lose that many people. Well, well so, now there's other shit that's on, it's on Netflix. So th- this seems Sabrina, to me, very, this is very spin zone like Fox News, haunting. like very spin zone the way this is. Uh, what, the low ratings? Yeah, like this, that. Oh man, they just it doesn't matter that there's low ratings. Everyone's going to start streaming this. Blah, blah, blah. So like, no, you don't. No one wants to lose 15 million viewers. They also no they make that. the point that it's the also the second most illegally downloaded TV show, and it's the third most popular TV series on the planet right now, behind only Stranger Things and Game of Thrones. Yeah, but you don't want to be going the downward. No, trend. you don't. You want, and I think I, you could. You you're, this is that's like being like. A big business like Coke and being like, we still sell millions of dollars, but now we're fifth in the market. That's not good. No one's happy. But they also make the comparison to shows like Grey's Anatomy, Big Bang Theory, fucking Supernatural that have been on 14, 15 seasons that their ratings have dropped. The buzz has dropped. But it doesn't matter because when someone discovers the show on a streaming service, they're in and they're going to fucking watch all of it. No, that's not. That's not <laughs> they don't have to watch all works. of it. They just do what we do. And we just punch shit. out yeah. after yeah. the whole Glenn thing, and then that's not how that works. No, they're not. So this they're, is they're on a platform that is still trying to sell ads right now. AMC is not in the. I mean, they true. Have, they're, they're selling their stuff streaming, but they're still on the platform right now where there's commercials and stuff. I mean, their advertisers cannot be happy. Yeah, that we were once being viewed by 20 million people every week, and now it's five. Right. That's, what the that's fuck? my point. But yet they're still uh, they're gonna put money in the show. They're gonna keep going. I'm wondering what happens once Rick is dead, and if this, if people, why don't you watch it and find slowly out? Slowly come back. Yeah, I feel like he's gonna watch it. I'm He'll gonna watch it. It's, it's happening. Of course he is. I have been scrolling through old Cameron Diaz pictures. Yeah, this entire time she was so hot in the yeah, mask. Oh yeah. my god. She. I mean, she's do still I hot. Why have to do this now? She's still hot. I mean, no, she's not. <laughs> no. 
No, I mean, <laughs> Anthony. Let, let's, let, let's 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 not beat around the bush. Cameron she's Diaz she's now, a lot older, and yeah. she is not. She, I don't find her as attractive because she is older. Well, okay, fair enough. Oh, that's it. But young young <laughs> Cameron not, Diaz was. You could still uh, say that. Yes, yes. Young she Cameron Diaz was the thing of spank bank dreams. She was hot, man. That's for sure. Was that her first movie, The Mask? She must have been really yeah. Young. Oh, that was her. Yeah, that was her like breakthrough role. Yeah. <laughs> and Jim Carrey. Uh, yeah. See, and Jim Carrey now looks old and distinguished, and he's got like a Showtime show. But let's look up old. Jim at the same time, Cameron Diaz doesn't. Jim Carrey do looks like shit for Anthony. You think he looks <laughs> like shit? Yeah, he looks old as shit. God damn. <laughs> These, I can't believe, like, I watched this guy. Age sucks. Yeah, because I remember him on In Living <laughs> Color 25 years ago. Young, fresh-faced Jim Carrey. Well, the only old dude that look looks good him. is still, like, Denzel looks pretty good. Yeah. When Will Smith, like, you got to, like, have some black don't crack. Black man. don't crack for a reason. That's what happens. Or, like, Filipino Asian jeans also. Yeah, Asian jeans. You guys have really good jeans. The white. Anthony will be fine. White becomes fucking parchment paper. Well, dude. you just have to stay out of the sun all the time if you're Caucasian. Yeah. That's all. Where carry around an umbrella. And the thing like is, Michael like Jackson. you put in Botox and stuff, and you like you don't look re- normal yeah. anymore that's, either. Doesn't look real. Blew it. Yes, yeah, yeah. doesn't work. Okay, last bit of news. <laughs> this is for you, Godzilla nerds, fans, uh, and experts. You can oh. become an official Godzilla. Expert. Oh shit! Talking nerd from. To- Does that mean they can never touch a woman again? Probably. I think that's that's one of the. If I get certified in Godzilla, means does that mean never, that I'll never see? You have the power of never getting laid. This is from Crunchyroll. Monster yeah. nerds can prove their knowledge with the first annual Godzilla certification exams created by Toho Studios. They're offering beginner and intermediate level exams in Tokyo and Osaka in March 10th. On March 10th, 2019. Now, this is all to set up uh, Godzilla's 65th anniversary. Uh, and I don't understand why I want to take a test about Godzilla. Well, I don't know, but here's the deal. To prove that I'm a nerd? To, you get, it's only $45 for the beginning level exam. Uh, why would I pay for this? And $53 for the intermediate level exam. But Anthony, would you even fucking ever no, dream of it? I'm not paying to test my knowledge. Yeah, I would like do it for bragging rights yeah. for free. Give it to me for free. Okay, let me here's here's what's kind of in the test. Let me know if you guys can handle this. All right. right? Me, the okay, beginner level question. exam features multiple choice questions taken from the Godzilla exams official textbook published by Taka Takarajimasha. As well as questions pertaining to the original 1954 Gojira film and 2016 Shin Godzilla. That's I predict I'll get nothing on this. That's test the beginner level. I'm not, I'm not a real fan. Could you handle that, Anthony? Would you be able to answer questions? I mean, 2016, yeah, you you might stump me on some stuff. 1954, I might I might be able to hang. All right, so if you can pass that one, the inter and, or and that other the book, I yeah. don't know what the you fuck know about that the book, book is. The no. intermediate level exam features multiple choice questions taken from. That same book, Godzilla Exams Official Text, as well as all 29 of the Godzilla films produced in Japan. Oh, shit. To earn a passing grade. There's no way I'd even get close (laughs) to passing this. If you get to get a passing grade and receive an official certificate, yes. Those who take the test must answer at least 65% of the questions correctly for the beginning level exam or at least 70% for intermediate. Additionally, limited edition character goods will be available for purchase at the test taking venues. Wow. Who would, would Bilotti nail this? Let me, uh, knows a lot more than I do. I, I would say this. 
not that anyone gives a fuck about my Godzilla knowledge, but I don't know the actors and the actresses and like a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. I have gotcha. I know like tidbits of that. Yeah. If you ask me about plot points and yeah. things in the movie, I will, I will nail, nail all it. that. Or like what the mon- kaiju are like, I'll nail that. I wonder what these like questions the actual, would be. What's in the movie? I can I can hang. If it's behind the it's scenes, the minutia, I'm not good. I don't know any of that shit. I have, I don't care to know. Listener, if you know Godzilla, take you can uh, take it at this uh, sending your application to special <laughs> website. I think you got to get to Tokyo somehow. Yeah, this- this is such a fucking scam. But, but wouldn't it be cool to have an official <laughs> certificate from no, Toho? No, it wouldn't. In <laughs> no, Japanese. I defy anyone to explain to me in a way that I would want. Like, if it, this has to give me some kind of a perk, right? Like, to have the certification, right? Then you can what talk. That, that mean? means then you can talk shit about Godzilla, and nobody can be like, "I have a certificate. I know what I'm talking about." This, this is such a fucking. That's talk. meaningless too, it's because so, just, but, just because you, know, you have a certificate and you know stuff. The entry fee is so cheap too, which is really weird. It's like forty five dollars. I wouldn't do that. This. Is not cheap. No, that's just bullshit. I thought it would be a lot more. No, it should be the, the bullshit. I don't know. And this, it must be like I, I don't know. Maybe Japan like this. This is cool. I. This is such bullshit. <laughs> Toho, oh, what the fuck? Oh, you guys this is like excited. To this be. is like, oh, like oh, even more. Of no, a clear they understand. Money. Look, dude, they understand their audience. They're the audience are a bunch oh, of they're weirdos. Nerds. They want to be. Yeah. They want to be known. So they're going to the be one. into this shit. This is even more of a clear money grab than Deadpool two being released on Christmas with a PG thirteen <laughs> yes, version. Yes. We made a test. Here's how much it's going to cost. Yeah, but they know, their, they know their audience. They're like, well, I know more about yeah. Godzilla than you, and I can tell you that 1998 sucks. I'm telling you, having been to three G-Fest now, I can, I, uh, I'm can. i sure a bunch of people would want to be like, I'm the one. I got to. Next Listen, year at G-Fest. Really love Godzilla, like, I really love Godzilla, but I got a life, too. You could be a monster nerd. I, I do things. <laughs> I have other things in my life. <laughs> We you know. do things too, like take breaks in the middle of the show to play promos of other shows, like what we're going to do right now. And we'll be back with uh, Daredevil Season 3 spoiler review right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, listener, Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Boys from the Underground. Hey, my name's Paul, and I'm not an animal expert. I'm Donna, and I'm not an animal expert either. And together we do a podcast about animals called Varmints. Every week we pick an animal, do a bunch of research on it, and bring you some interesting facts about that animal. But we don't stop there. We talk about that animal in movies, TV, and other pop culture. And we talk about whether or not that animal would make a tasty dish, and how intelligent we think it is on the scale of 1 to 10. It's exactly like one of those fancy PBS nature documentaries. Except with more poo jokes. New episodes go live every Thursday wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Or you can visit us at blazingcariboustudios.com. <laughs> Varmints! 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 <laughs> <laughs> 
listener, I want you to know we have a really awesome fan club that you can join. Sign up today. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Where the, it's free. It's not free. What? <laughs> the show will always be free. But if you want to like tip us, Rug Boys, what are you talking about? I'm trying to trick them. It is free, but it costs money. It's not free. <laughs> It's free, it's but it costs money. But give us money anyways. This show is free. This show That's not free. will always be free, but the way we... Uh, uh, this is the way we we fundraise to cover the cost of maintenance and microphones and hosting uh, is our fan club. And you get a bunch of awesome things. There's a bunch of different tiers. You get stickers to t-shirts, but everyone for as little as a dollar a month will get access to the show early a day or two and tons of bonus content a lot of bonus content lots of bonus content i want to thank everyone that signed up right now thank you for your continued support but they are this is what they're enjoying listener if you haven't signed up this is what our patreon fan supporters are enjoying right now there's instant reactions to daredevil season three from anthony from rock boy uh i did something different I did a fight scene commentary track for that episode four fight scene. Whoa. I wa- it was funny. I always wanted to try that. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do so you could hear it in the background. You could play along with it. And it's just like my observations while watching the fight scene. Cause I love that fight scene. I watched it twice. So that was fun. And you guys, maybe we should do like com- full commentary tracks for Patreon. Uh, they're kind of fun to do. There's also a new episode of jock talk. With Anthony and Chance. Hey, shut the fuck up. I'm doing something. And then that's not it. There's more. A full bonus episode. We have fulfilled Wes Cranford, our listener, the Yang from Down Under from Australia. His Patreon pick was Scott Pilgrim versus the World from 2010. Full review of the movie in the feed. I'll give you one spoiler. Not all of us were fans of the movie. Oh, shit. You're going to have to sign up and figure out who didn't like it. It's twelve bucks a year if you do want to cheap. That's year. it. It really yeah. it's practically free. Listen, okay? we, if you break it down per show, it's like a quarter a show. We do a, a weekly show. Sometimes it's even less when you get five shows in a month. Start at a dollar, build your way up. You can even you know who should be contributing. Who should? Who should? The only the only time I'll call someone out. Okay, do contribute. it, Anthony. Fiddlesticks, winter bottom. The third. The third. Oh, <laughs> fiddlesticks, fiddlesticks. If- Maybe consider it. I think you would really enjoy I think you the would bonus enjoy content. It. There's yeah. a lot of great stuff on there. You that enjoy the page. It seems like you enjoy the show. I think you would enjoy the bonus content. Now, if you if you can't afford a dollar a month, I understand. No, I don't Matty James. Matt J. Matt Miller, Miller is, he, he gives us money. He, he yeah. is a patron. Oh, he does? Uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. He is a fan club member. Uh, sign up. Visit jogginer.com slash Patreon. For all the details, let's get into our Daredevil Season 3 on Netflix review. Here's your spoilers. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Finally, we get the long-awaited Season 3. Uh, something I didn't know about all these three seasons, uh, they all had different showrunners and writing staffs every season yeah. of Daredevil. Yeah, it shows. And it does kind of show. This one, showrunner Eric Olsen uh, running the show. Duh. Uh, and, you know, I reading interviews before, he wanted to make it feel a lot like the first season. And, man, I think he really nailed it. Uh, let's just start. I don't know. Where do you want to guys start, fellas? Opening thoughts. How yeah. how fast did it take you to watch it? And what did you think once it was over? Anthony, why don't you start us off? Sure. Uh, it took me, like, 
came out two Fridays ago. Yep. Friday. I don't yep. know when it came out. Yeah. Um, so I made it. I finished it last week, like last Wednesday. So not very long at all. Um, opening thoughts. Um, I really liked it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I think I don't know if we'll get the credit that I think it's due, and I and I think what's what's due is I think it's actually um a really well done show um with solid acting um some good fight scenes uh, a good storyline a, a a show that um doesn't actually feel too long i think every episode's used pretty well they use the time really well um i enjoyed the chemistry of all the people um yeah i overall i think it's actually a really really good show and um i enjoyed watching it i have i have some criticisms here and there but um i enjoyed everything uh, mostly everything about it yeah. really and, right. and i and there's a lot of uh Stuff that I'll get into as far as like the the Catholicism things, yeah, that I really enjoyed as well because you were I raised grew up Catholic. Catholic. You were oh, yeah. raised Catholic, yeah. I was raised Catholic. Also, the uh, the some of the themes I really enjoyed about um, you know those who are close to you and if that's a weakness or a strength. So yeah, we yeah, can get into that yeah, stuff. There's yeah, a overall, lot. Overall, really enjoyed the show. They hit all the themes. Rugs, uh, what'd you think once the show ended? I enjoyed it. I, I mean, it's Daredevil. It's the brand is strong. Like you know, it's um. First season was good, second season was good, and this was also good. Um, I feel like this felt the least like a superhero show. Yeah. More more like a crime drama yeah. thriller. Yeah. There were a few good fight scenes and some that were a little bit kinda sketchy. Um just with stunt stuntmen uh being very visible. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. And um with with that said, I did enjoy all the performances. I enjoyed the writing. I enjoyed uh, Wilson Fisk. Just basically, what is what makes this show, and um, it's the genius of the character and the acting of a. Uh, now I'm drawing a blank. Vincent D'Onofrio. Vi- Vincent D'Onofrio. I always do that. I can never remember the actor's name. Anyway, that's why I'm so, here, Rux. That's okay. Yeah, that's a problem. So, no but he was there. so good, <laughs> and oh, yeah. his whole and, and the way that they wrote him was so good that it was very compelling. I was, I was like, okay, I want to know what happens next, and how the fuck is he gonna fuck over this guy? Yeah, and uh, it. So I had a good experience overall. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you guys say. I really felt like this was a return to form. It reminded me of season one visually in a lot of ways, as well as thematically. Uh, visually being, uh, he doesn't wear his fucking suit for the whole season. Uh, just like in the first season, he's in the black costume. But this is a fucking compelling crime drama, really well written. And I love that it was a standalone story. I think what hurt some of the past, the past season where it was trying to set up defenders and other things. And this had those like, fuck everyone else in this universe. We're going to get back to these characters. And all the characters were so well acted and well written and the storylines were so satisfying, even the, from the new ones to the returning characters. Um, yeah, just solid. And I thought the pacing was a little bit better. Uh, it While it did, didn't did seem to drag, I, just, I feel like there was one episode that seemed a little bit filler, but that was more in terms of like letting you breathe as a viewer. Like every episode can't be super fucking crazy. So there was like one, let's calm down, reset. And uh, But man, uh, just great seeing everybody back. How do you, I think what I, the way I wanted to talk about the season is maybe first breaking down the characters, what sure. they went through. And then we could talk about like the fight scenes and the action, because like you said, Anthony top notch, everything from the, the themes to the fight choreography to uh, the performances, like just so well done. Uh, you want to start, let's start with Karen page. What? 
Why would you start with? I don't know. With, I, I just I, I made a list uh, on random. <laughs> why and, not to uh, start with Daredevil? Well, let's save Daredevil for later right. when we talk All about right, some fine. other things. Well, we're eventually going to talk about Daredevil. <laughs> but okay, she's fine. Next, next. No, look, she's I, fine. I wanted to talk about Karen Page because did we? You know, sometimes she was like, "Why was she there in the past few seasons? She wasn't really used that much." Great let, me, let, let me start by saying this. Yes. With all the characters. Yeah. And they did a really good job, in my opinion, not only with Karen Page, but Foggy, of giving them something to do. Yes. So Karen Page's whole thing is like, you know, she's got the demons of her past in her closet, um, but she's actively trying to figure out how, like all three of the characters, Matt, Karen Page, Foggy, are all actively trying to solve the problem. Yes. Which is Kingpin. So she's like trying to figure out how we'll, let's put it in the news. Let's write a story. Yeah, yeah. Let's figure it out. Okay, that's not going to work. I'm going to fucking confront this guy and see if he's going to punch me in front yeah, of everybody. Yeah, like, yeah. So like they're all actively doing stuff. So I liked Karen Page. I really enjoyed the episode where we like learn about her. Her backstory her was great yeah. because it, it, it brings in. I fast forwarded through that. Really? really? Because it, it, it's a lot. I thought it was great. It brings in the Karen Page from the comics who's like an ex-heroin addict and she has a, a really messed up background and they hinted at that, but we finally got to see like just the fact that she, uh, I like what you said is uh, all these characters are doing something and they're using their expertise. Like she's using her investigative skills or journalism. I feel like skills. we don't need to see any of that episode. She could have just told Matt, told the oh, story. I got drunk and I, and I fuck flipped the car and, and killed my brother. She could tell us that, but I liked seeing it. I liked seeing and it. And it made me be like, Oh, that's, why she's kind of a tougher character yeah, than you yeah. would think where she came from. She used to be a fucked up, just drunk, addicted to drugs. Uh, and it was her fault that her brother died. Also, she got away with two murders. I really like that. They brought the Wesley murder back because ever since that happened, I was like, what the fuck? No one. Karen's not telling anyone that she fucking shot Wesley and, uh, that that was resolved, but she got away with two fucking murders and I had to live it's with true. that and deal with that. And that was crazy. So I love the scene where she tells foggy, what happened with Wesley and uh, yeah, her going to Fisk was amazing. So just good use of Karen. Finally, like they, like you said, they all had good stuff to do. I also, here's another kudos to this character, to this writing staff. They didn't follow the Frank Miller storyline of just making her a fucking slut. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Prostitute. Like they're like, okay, we don't need to do that to no. make her give her some like shady history. She Let's has just, agency of her own. She's made these mistakes. Well, also, she's like, you know, was in the drugs and yeah. like was obviously go hanging out with maybe the wrong guy. And he, even the guy she's hanging out with, he's not like the best character, but he's not like right. absolutely evil and any, right. anything like that either. So I, I thought they, they gave her some good gray. Yeah. It was more like realistic gray area. That would have been like way over the top. If it was, she just was like a straight up prostitute heroin addict. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's just like this different person. Yeah. Uh, really, I mean, very new, like all the writing and her performance is very nuanced, very well done, dude. Like the way she kind of, I love how she gave away, just like in the comics, she tells uh, Fisk that Matt is Daredevil, but the way they did it in the show was fucking great. It was without her saying anything and just getting caught in Wilson Fisk's like manipulation. Oh, yeah, I thought she was able to hang with Vincent D'Onofrio on that scene really well. Yeah, yeah. Well, you go up against that guy being the kingpin. Like, uh, you got to be intimidated. Speaking of which, let's talk about fucking how awesome he was. We got to see Fisk in the white suit. His He had shit on everyone. It was so fucking great how you couldn't turn. And and you realize that he set all the shit up from the beginning. It, I think that what happened is at a certain point in time, it got a little out of control. Yeah. Where he was like, 
everybody was under his grasp, like every single person. And I was like, well, this is a little much. It, it doesn't it doesn't seem as as um, well thought out when everybody can be like it, it, it makes more sense when there's people that are tied to him in some way that he's been able to get to. He gets to everyone. Yeah, but it's like everybody. I mean, if that was the case. If he's always been that powerful, he would never end up in jail in the first place. See, this is why there are some really comic booky things this season. It's not superhero show, but they do comic booky things. Uh, that's you the know, most comic booky. That's very yeah. Things. Fisk is that that part of Fisk is very comic booky, where he's not only running the fucking prison guards and the prison people, and he's got the feds on his payroll and fucking half the cops and everyone, and it just kind of works out. Uh, I mean, he's like everybody in the jail is beating him up. Yeah, everybody, everybody, yeah. everybody's on his payroll. He, you can't. I mean, turn. It, it is quite unrealistic yeah. in that he just he has everything. Yes. <laughs> like he literally can do anything he wants. Um, but it did add to the sense of like, God damn, how are they going to beat this guy? Right. Yeah. Like, it made him unbeatable. Because yeah. he made him like very hard. He to was beat. always seven steps ahead of him. All they, they every time they had one lead, they had one guy and Fisk would take that guy out. Also, think about it. He just wanted to do three things in this show, and he does them. He wanted to get out of prison. He wanted to marry Vanessa, and he wanted to restore his reputation, and he fucking does. He is successful. He gets away with his plan for the most part on all three counts, and he even does, like, a Trump thing and, like, turns the media around, uh, you know, on itself and 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 uh, uh, calls them out for printing lies and shit. So I love a little bit they were diving into that. Uh, but... His whole thing, I was. This is all just for Vanessa. Uh, that's that's straight from the comic book too, and I love that they kind of. That was his motivation. What do you think? He of actually that? felt. Oh, what the Vanessa? Yeah, I mean that kind of ties into the what the whole one of the bigger themes of the show, which is you know, um, you know, f- a family, and if they make you weak or strong, so like in the you know Matt Murdock's like pushing away, right, fin- right. Foggy and yep. and uh, um, what's his face. Uh, Karen, Karen Page, yeah. and then like he realizes he needs them, and that makes him stronger. For for Wilson Fisk, Vanessa almost kind of makes him weak. Like that's his yeah. one weakness. Yeah, he gives in. Um, he gives in to her, and she's so fucking ruthless in. too. Yeah, she's she gets right in. She's like, yeah. I'm gonna be in this. She's like, I need to be all the I'm way. Gonna sit here, and he's. I mean, he. I love. I think that. we need to get rid of Nadine. Yes, yeah, so he was gonna let him go, and he's. She's like, Nah, he's a loose thread. I don't yeah. like loose threads. You should probably kill. I was like, Fuck, she didn't waste no time. Imagine he's in jail and she's running his whole fucking empire now. Uh, that 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 would be I mean, amazing. She's she's okay, you know. I'd rather him be running the empire. Yes. But she, uh, she's got, she's vicious on her own. Uh, what do we think of what else we got about Wilson Fisk? Having him on back on the show full time, it just takes a show up. Like for me, season two was was good. I enjoyed it, but it didn't have that villain that I was like hooked on to. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't particularly care for the the Japanese guy. What was his name? Uh, Naburo. No, yeah, Nobu. Nobu. Yeah, like Nobu didn't do it for me. So having Wilson Fat, Wilson Fat, wow, Wilson, Wilson Fat Fisk, he is fat. <laughs> Wilson Fisk Fast. back, yeah. full time, um, was nice to see. <laughs> yeah, his man- and I like yeah. that they actually start referring to him as the kingpin. By the by yes, the end they of finally it. give him the, the the code name from the feds who are all working for I him. I also like the callback of like. The feds being like, we don't say his name here. We don't say his name. We just call him the kingpin. No, well, it's like that's in the first season. Yeah. Like, they don't say his name. Oh, that's right. Before I even met him, yeah. and then just like the first season, like we gotta wait till the last episode for him to fucking throw down uh, with Daredevil. Uh, actually, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. 
No, I mean, th- this fight was a lot more brutal. Yes, than the first season where he had gotten a suit and it wasn't, it was really short. Yeah. This fucking fight, like, was bloody. And he was, and, and Bullseye was involved. That was, yeah, and- yeah. Uh, I wanted to, let's talk about uh, Agent Ray Nadim because a, a new character, and in the beginning, you start watching, like, if you didn't know already that Wilson Bethel was going to be Bullseye, you would have thought this guy was going to get yeah, turned. Yeah, it was a little was swervy. It was swervy, but I, so many things I love about Ray Nadim. First of all, just an Indian-American family, you know, just without being too, I, I love that, that it's a fucking Indian family. Uh, and I understood, like, when they were speaking, uh, they were speaking Urdu a little bit. Like, I understood what they're saying. I was like, oh, shit, they're speaking Urdu. But this guy goes through a whole arc, and there are times you don't know if he's if he's smart enough, if he knows he's being played, and he tries to do the right thing the whole time to the very end. The only guy, you know. N- I think a lot of it was his own, like, uh, vanity or uh, what do you call it? Well, he needed the money also, remember? Yeah. And that was all because of, wasn't that because of Wilson Fist too? Like, he had started that. Like, he didn't want to be, like, he finally got a shot to do something. Right. And, you know, this was it was about going down the toilet, and he didn't want it to be that way. Because he would. So he was, like, hoping against hope that he was right. And most and people. He gonna and be he a, also, the, like, was hoping that, like, not hoping, but he was kind of confident in the fact that, like, I'm the shit. I got through to Wilson Fisk. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it's this is this was all because of me. He's talking to me. So it was, it's like a little bit of pride, I guess. Yeah, it was, it was this his sin? Yeah, and I mean, he gets sucked in, and he watches people get murdered right in front of him. And I love that scene at the end where he calls his kid, and he's like, "Look, you're gonna hear things about me. It's not true." He's like, "I didn't do anything bad, but also I didn't stop them from doing bad things in front of me." And uh, I just really felt for the guy, man. It was that that was an amazing sacrifice at the end. Uh, what it's just a great, a great, full fleshed out, great character arc for Ray Nadim. I was really surprised at how well, how good that was. Yeah, I enjoyed. It. I mean, in the beginning, I was like, "Is he in on this? Like, is he a bad guy?" And right, then you slowly right. start to realize he's not the bad guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I enjoyed his arc in the beginning. Like I said, in the beginning, it was a little like, mm, "Is he just?" They stupid? framed him up. Yeah, they yeah. framed yeah. him up like to be. I mean, the writers framed him up to like be like uh, you don't know where he is actually right. coming from, right? But I liked his arc. I liked that. The, 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 my favorite scene with him is when uh, uh, him and Daredevil are talking, like as Matt Murdock, yeah, before they're about to go to court, and he's like, "So why are we like you? You did all this." Oh, yeah. He's like, "Why? Like, so what are we doing? What are we here for?" And then he just screams, "He's like, I took the bait." Yeah. He's yeah. like, I didn't want my kid to just think yeah. that I was just some regular uh, federal agent. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can re- kind of relate to that. Like he's trying, I like, not that I have kids, but I'm just like, that's something where it's like, he wants to live, like he he wants to be the hero for his son yes, at all times. He had, the, he he had like, pride, yeah. And, he, and his pride was his downfall because, you know, they were, obviously he was set up by Kingpin, but, you know, uh, the money was going away. And you know, even like in the beginning, like he's like, oh, you want you want a, a pool in the backyard? It's coming. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm bringing it. Yeah. Like, He's always delivering for his child, so he never wanted to let his kid down. So did Fisk even do that, like uh, make him lose money before oh, yeah. so that he would be forced into this position? Like everything, no, he, he, he's man- the one that canceled the, he had hands in the insurance and it was like, ah, got his, his sister-in-law. Yes, yeah, they that's went right. Let her, yeah, they manipulated him this, into, uh, with the illness. This yeah. motherfucker had everything they, set They said up. that he'd been watching, he had his eye on him for a year. That's right. They even want to, to see if he yeah. can flip him. Right. Uh, yeah. Great. I mean, it was, I'm, I'm kind of glad he did get uh, killed at the end. Like, cause they could have left it where he was alive, but 
I just think I mean, they they wrote it to a point where he had died. Yeah, he had that. He, just, he had just done too much, right. too many bad things. Yeah, that, and it was catching up with him. And like the thing is, if he, they let him live, yeah, like he lives long enough to see himself become the villain. Whereas yeah. if he dies, that that's a heroic thing for him. That's true. Also, though, the irony is, if Fist didn't kill Nadim, that deathbed confessional video would wouldn't not have, have wouldn't have stuck. So had they not killed him, that video wouldn't have been shit and it would have done nothing and they would still he be banked on the death. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. It's so well done. Uh, all right. Let's move on to probably everybody's favorite fucking character this season. It definitely was mine. Agent Ben Poindexter, uh, uh, who will be bullseye. They never called him bullseye, but you got hints of the logo. Uh, and I mean, you got the logo when he was a child. You got the logo the in hat. his baseball league and uh, Wilson Bethel playing him amazing you see an fbi agent turn into unleash the psychopath within i loved everything about this fucking origin story i thought it was it was spaced out really well that episode where fisk is reading his files and and you see his life and you see the f- that's a great episode Dude, that you, is fantastic you see the fact that this this is matt this is a parallel to matt matt could have went bad this way right. like they had the same upbringing they were both that was more, beautifully done yeah it was so yeah well, i let me comment on that yeah. real quick is like that was one of the things where I'm like, okay, this, this show, like the showrunners and whoever decided to direct that episode, like they didn't have to do that. They didn't have no. to like tell the story the way they told it, but they they went and like they told it in a different way where it's like in Fist's house in black and white with him reading it yeah, and being and there, seeing it, and yeah. it's like that's a cool risk. Yeah. Like they they went they tried something there. Like they they no there's no reason for them to have to do that like they could have easily just done a, a standard flashback they could have done a flashback absolutely and, and it would have been fine yeah. like the story still would have been fine but they went and they tried something there and I, that, that's where i'm like this show gets elevated a little bit because they're, they're actually trying different things and it's working on screen and you see yeah. fisk like figuring him out and really studying who he is and you see the gears working well, he needed him as a tool. Yes, right. but he needed to know what makes him He needed him to tick. figure out how to get him in his grasp. Yes. What? He needed to know what to say to him. In order to manipulate him. That's right. Well, the thing, too, that's cool about that is that's a sign of a Fisk's kind of hubris. Is he's like, I can f- control anybody if I just get to them early enough and say the right things. And in a sense, he can, but he dealt with he he. He played his hand too much here. He got a wild card in fucking Dex. Yes. And that guy turns on him by the end. Well, because of Matt and all of them, like, kind of. I think it would have been inevitable. Like, I think Dex inevitably would have turned on him because he's just fucking insane. But they they pulled up. They did what Wilson Fist was doing back to him and, you know, turned him around. By, but he was like he he got the girl the job there. He was controlling everything, uh, losing that North Star that he needed. Those fucking tapes were so creepy. Like he's, I'm like this fucking kid is a psychopath. She writes it down on the page, psychopath, and he's like, I didn't feel bad about killing the squirrels. No, I killed them. I was like, I mean, that's another like the running theme is like what, you know, family keeps you stronger or weaker. Like he needed to have a North Star in his life. Otherwise, it fucking fucked him. And I love how you see that in his apartment. It kept him on the straight and narrow. Yeah, where he's total OCD. Everything's got to be in order. He needed to do something. He needed to work. He needed a job. He needed structure. He needed needed a person. Yeah. Like even just like the even him like creepily watching that girl and eating the same pizza. Yeah. That kept him like sane almost in line a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. In his head. And then it gave him something to concentrate on. Right. And then Fisk is like I can be your person and I'm going to do that. But 
he uh, fucked up and killed the girl that he was uh, uh, obsessed with. Uh, and ultimately, I like I like because in the comics, Bullseye doesn't get a ton of origin. No, so they were able to kind of do whatever they wanted. This amazing version of this character. Yeah, I really enjoyed too. Like that, he was like living like Spartan lifestyle. Like yeah. everything was in order. Yeah, white. And I just stark enjoyed white. the small details yeah. of how he had to have everything and like everything had to be in check. And if something is off, yeah, it fucks him yeah. so much. And then, and, you, I, and yeah. I really enjoyed too. Like every time he like met somebody, yeah, he they would always revert back to the line. He's like that. Mu- that that's hard. That must be really hard. Yeah, what you. he learned because like, uh, he has yeah. no empathy whatsoever. But he's been trained to say to this fa- over have and over. The fake empathy. Yeah. He's like, just say this. People, that's what people I, want. He was hear. my favorite character in the show. God, so so, and like you, you knew when he was going to break down how much of a psychopath, psycho he was going to be, and you slowly saw him break down and become this character. I also liked that, like every time he would show up on screen and he was getting crazy, you yeah. could hear like the bee music. The, and like, the, yes, there was buzzing like, yeah, like in like, his oh head, and you would hear the the voices and the and the quotes would be like repeated in his head. Uh, that musical cue yeah, is always the nice. The buzzing, the buzz gets more and more yep. tense. Like he's gonna snap any second. Yeah, he's he's Daredevil gone what wrong. What do you think about the fight between him and Daredevil? I liked all of them. Wait, I know, I know, you had some comments on him. Well, there's different things that I had, I could comment on. Number one is the obvious um, stuntman that continuity error that they had. Well, they fought where, three times. Yeah, you're talking about the first one, right? The first Episode one in the office is the one in the bulletin that that is the worst. But then uh, the other ones are okay. Um, but the thing about Daredevil that I don't understand is if you watch season two or even season one, Daredevil is so much more. Um, I don't know in tune with what's around him and he can like he he was ricocheting shit all, all he over the place he should be the one ricocheting shit all over so the place so he uh, the the one time he catches it yeah i'm like all right they're evenly matched but, the, but they're the, not uh, no he was fucking housing his ass oh my god he got the shit beat out of him a yeah, lot so it, I, I felt like okay this isn't really like i've seen daredevil but you, know, you got to remember he just coming out from a building being yeah. dropped on him he I think had, that was part of he it. He had to rehabilitate himself. I think he right. wasn't. I think he wasn't a hundred percent. He was not a hundred percent. Even in that prison fight, they drug him before it starts. Right. You know, kind of. And he beats up like fifty. And he still fucking beats everybody up like a crazy motherfucker. Let's talk so, about uh, Matt. Wait, wait, no, yeah. no, let's wait. wait, wait yeah. Let's get into that fight. Okay, which we're one? on it now. The, yeah. the the three fights between them. Okay, then we can get into Matt. Okay, so um, let's start with episode six: Matt versus Bullseye at the Bulletin. Fucking, this is one of my favorite fights of the whole series. Yeah, I gotta. But he lets him live for some reason. Because yeah, I don't he know lets, why he lets him live. Because his job was to kill practice, the he guy. Practice skulling. Yeah, he stops him on the head, and knocks him out. The mission, but he kills everyone else and does it. That's a good point. He, no, he kills kill ev- everyone else. He kills everyone in the bullet in the office. Not Paige. Not not in that office, but in the outer office. The people who just work there, the fucking copywriters, the late night staff, all yeah, those motherfuckers get killed. But he doesn't the only, the kill only thing, tries to kill them. The only thing I can think of is that Kingpin had told him that he wants to make Matt's life a living hell. Oh, and don't wants to kill him. Just hurt kill him. him. That's a good yeah. point. And he just he was there to kill the witness right before the witness was going to fucking blow the whole thing. Uh, that So, Ruggs, I watched that scene again, and I did notice that quick cut where he pushes him and it cuts to the stuntman. And yeah, the guys, the first time I watched, I didn't notice. It didn't bother me. But the guy's mask is really high above the nose, like higher than it should be. Mm. Almost like it's cutting off. Honestly, it didn't really bother that much. The first time I saw it, I didn't, I didn't, it didn't, I didn't notice. I'm, I'm with 
and run unless I didn't bother. I actually didn't even notice it the second time I watched it. Oh, really? I, the reason, <laughs> the, the thing I really enjoyed though about that fight is like, it is, it's a bit comic booky. It's yes, but yes. it fucking works for the show it in my does. opinion. Like it still kind of feels like in the vein of how the show is, which is a much more serious take. Well, on they the handled whole it genre. very well. They yeah. handled Bullseye very well, sim- and I liked the dynamic of like, if Bullseye is fucking like has any space, yeah. You, you have to you're be afraid yes. like it's like holy fuck he's got space and he's got an item in and his hand anything where it's around like, him yes I was, where it's like yeah. daredevil's like i gotta get in close yes. if i'm gonna beat this one yes i was thinking the same thing i was like you cannot give this guy any room you gotta get right up on him now similar to the daredevil movie bullseye is throwing ridiculous things lethally but for some reason like the way it's handled in here it's fucking awesome he's still because fucking... you don't have colin farrell laughing yes, with a fucking and, and with a, bullseye yeah, emblem on his head, his head. With that weird <laughs> face <laughs> he's throwing staplers and pencils and the fucking scissors into the shoulder i was like oh, oh shit yeah. that's gotta oh. hurt oh no and he, he left it in for so long i was like pull the scissors out what are you doing he's walking away the scissors are still sticking out but man he owned him he bounced that baseball on the corner, got him right in the head. I, they I did laughed. a good job in those fights, all of them, really, of yeah. telling story through the fight, which is you know the way that these people are. Like, yeah. like Daredevil has to get in close. Yes. Bullseye yes. is fucking lead. Like this is storytelling through action, which I enjoyed. It's so well a lot done. More. And I like the kind of like every time Bullseye's fighting him, he's in the Daredevil costume, yes. so it's literally him fighting Matt himself, yeah, fighting the devil yes. himself, fighting his yeah. inner demon <laughs> and time. actual demon. Right. Uh, and the second time they fight is episode 10 when in the church, in the church where he goes. That, he's going that for, for me was harrowing too. Cause he yeah. like kills a couple people yeah. or beats some people up right when he walks in. And then they're like, this is like the redemption for the church fight in daredevil yeah. Yeah. where it like was, Oh my God, that's a CGI fest. And this one yes. was like, again, and I enjoyed the fact that, uh, Matt's got the, the the ropes around his arms. Like, that's straight up Muay Thai. So let me ask you about that. He, the, the, the question yeah. that I had about that, yeah. too, yeah. was like, what happened to his old black suit? It was, I mean, is it gone? Was it, what, I don't remember what happened Isn't to that it. what? I think, I think he's just, yeah, I think it's gone. He's just wearing whatever. So he's just wearing the black he had, stuff. I remember in the first season, he was, like, getting more armor on his, on his sleeves, and he was, yeah. whatever. And, like, I just didn't get, like, the fact that he was using this white thing underneath yeah, it. That looked weird. Yeah, that I, weird. What was that? It didn't make any I sense. I don't know. I yeah. did a weird choice. I love just the sash tied around and, you know, he had that thin uh, armor underneath the suit. So, Anthony, let me ask you about that because I love that. I didn't, that detail was really cool. All the stuff in the boxing ring was cool, but in Muay Thai, they tie ropes to give you more weight and momentum and, and more damage. It's like I brass mean, it's, knuckles or something. Yeah, I mean, it's like you're getting hit with like a fucking brick. It's basically so your arms don't snap. Yeah. And you and it like hurts on the other end. Sure, because you fucking those giant ropes and all that momentum. That was fucking amazing. Like, I it just looked yeah, it's, very cool. It's fucking brutal. Like, and then that's where the father dies and by saving Karen Page, which is like Matt's father figure, father whatever his name was, the priest. Uh, and then the last time they fight, episode thirteen, the last episode, it's a fucking three way, three way fight, and it's an amazing fight. You got Matt fighting Bullseye, fighting Fisk. There are times when Matt. Is saving, but it was kind of like upsetting that Fisk is the one who puts him down. Yeah, Uh, yeah, he does. He picks him up, and that's true. After all the punishment he gave Matt, Fisk breaks his back against the wall. Yeah, like like in the comics, like Daredevil doesn't get really any kind of comeuppance. Like he doesn't get Bullseye, and he when he finally gets Fisk, he doesn't 
kill him or oh, he has to. But it's all he, he, yeah, he restrains it's, himself. It's all about these kind of sacrifices. But I love that like Matt and Fisk had to team up to protect Vanessa, but then Matt and Wilson yeah, are fighting and Bullseye and Fisk are fighting and Matt versus Bullseye. Holy shit! I even love the little touch where uh, Dex is he grabs the chandelier glass from the fucking chandelier. Oh yeah. And I was like, holy shit, that's that's deadly. That'll kill a motherfucker. When those, he's fucking shouldn't be hanging there. Anytime Dex was on screen and he was like full on bullseye grabbing items or yeah. like anything he had something, I was like, oh my God, like he's fucking scary. <laughs> like how would you deal with that in real life if any item he could ha- he had in his hand became a deadly weapon. I was like this character like in the comics is yeah. like eh, kinda of, like that's kinda of lame that you can just be that accurate. Yeah. Like on screen the way they wrote it I don't know, it really worked for me. Well, I also so- like enjoy the fact that Matt is back in the black costume, yeah. not only because I, I just like that better, but I read this somewhere. His whole appeal is that he kind of gets his ass kicked a lot. Yeah. And like when he's wearing the other suit, I think it's just too much armor on him. Yeah, it, it's, it, he, I like him better when he's I like, more like, sleek. I like, when he when can, he's I like smaller. I just like it that when he, I like that he just can get punched in the face. <laughs> That's a good point. And he just keeps getting up. It is a little bit too armory and chunky, and it just like it suddenly seems like out of place. The, I like the sh- the I like the black suit from season the one. The black suit is great towards the yeah. end when he kind of has a couple of pieces of armor on. Because there like it, remember the defenders, like it was just odd that he had this fully realized suit. And nobody else well, is wearing a fucking the, costume. They, they fucked him in defenders <laughs> by, <laughs> yeah, made, by not thing. putting anything else yeah. in the suit. They made him look stupid. Yeah, look, we might as well talk about. The episode four fight scene. If we're talking about fight scenes, All right. uh, what did you guys think? I'll give you my thoughts. Of course, you can go to Patreon, listen to my whole <laughs> commentary track on this 10 minute, almost 11 minute, one take fight scene. Or, or is it? It, no, it is. is. No, it is. It is. Uh, I've read a lot of reviews of the guy who did this, and this is, he says it's a true oneer. What they say, okay. you can see when they switch out they the do, stunt they doubles. Do, they call them Texas switches, where they switch yep, out yep. Um, stunt doubles. And you could, if you look for them, you can yep. see them. Anytime Matt, no, I, I definitely saw. Yeah, anytime that. Matt gets off screen, the stunt doubles coming in. Anytime that guy gets thrown off screen, you fucking slip Charlie Cox back in. But it was done really well, Anthony. What'd you think of that that scene? I mean, it reminded me. I had to watch it. I watched it a couple times. Me it too. reminded me of like a, you know, like a. Um, Arp, you know, one man video game. It did. It starts out like a video game. The guy, yep, yep. You know, like point of view from behind. First person shooter. Yeah. 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 And it's yeah. like, and you're going through the mission. And yeah. th- that's exact. The the part where they have like a full on conversation in the middle, I was like, holy fuck, that this was is crazy. so great. Because <laughs> here's what's amazing about this not only it's not in one location, it's inside, it's outside. There is lines and plot and important dialogue like in the middle. Everything has to happen. Yeah. In, like, and at you, the same so time. I read they did this in seven takes. There was a, they, the fir- the second one, the first one went really well. There was a bunch of false starts. They said every time they screwed up, it was kind of in the beginning. And then six, everything went really well. And then they just did another one. So it was really only seven takes. But the, at any point, if someone, think about the amount of people flying around, getting hit, and the cameraman. Like everyone has to fall exactly right. If you bump the camera, you got to fucking reset everything. Start over. Uh, just the choreography involved is just, it was amazing. I had to watch it a couple of times. I love that fucking fight scene rugs. Any observations on that fight scene? No, I really think it's kind of ballsy. I was tr- trying to find like where they stitch it together and it makes it look like a one no, shot. It's, it's, it really it's one. It's a one, but you say it's one. It's one I, I'll believe you. I'll go ahead and believe you. I was that. watching very carefully. It's definitely a no, complete but I definitely one saw shot. the switching yeah. out. Yeah. Of the stunt man, yeah. I definitely saw that. Like, like, there's no way that this dude took that hit. 
Like it's got to be a stunt. <laughs> yeah, some of they it. throw him against the door and they knee him in the face. Yeah, like like a, that's not when him. The guy comes running out with the knee while he's on the ground. And then I'm like, oh, okay, there he is. He comes out from underneath the gurney. Yes, okay, when he gets he thrown behind the gurney, they switch him back. So, um, yeah, I totally was paying attention to that. I liked it. I thought it was great. I thought it was um, cinematic and interesting. I'm like, they were trying to do something. They were trying to elevate it. They were trying to make it. Uh, more than just a regular TV. Show. It was intense. The only thing I didn't like is that it wasn't at the end of the episode because I was like, I need to fucking, I gotta breathe, I gotta process what I saw. It was like in the middle, and there's yeah, still was. more story, and I'm like, fuck, I'm still thinking about what I just watched, which was fucking amazing. Some of my favorite moments, and when it, well, I want to talk about the fighting style, but some of my favorite things I love that Charlie Cox Matt Murdock does is the lying down on the ground punch to the face. Oh, shit. He, he did that several times where he does do that. Both people are on the ground and he just reaches up, punches the guy in the face. They're both the lie down. It's fucking great. I love that shit. <laughs> so funny. The, this is the first episode, too, because Fisk calls him and he's like, oh, watching yes. him, and you're like, you're like, wait, oh. like, you're like, what is Fisk? How does he have these doing? screens? How, yeah, does like, he, how, how is he, he watching this? this? Yes. You're like, I thought he was just on leave, but obviously Fisk had a bigger plan. But I was like, wait, this is the hint that Fisk. This is the overt clue. Fisk is not what doing what it seems like. He's got control. I love where he, he answers the phone and he's like, "You're not Franklin Nelson." And he's like, oh, "What's the deal shit. with the girl with the with the with the arm braces that's in the in the in the video room with him?" Oh, I don't know. She was yeah, just that was, like she was, that was really strange. She was just like the tech girl and intern. I think she was there just was an no, intern. Like there was no like. Why is she helping him? I don't know is, who she was. Is and, she want to get out of there? Yeah, and then they like hinted kind of that she didn't really want to be working with maybe Fisk. he was hold, holding her he helped she helps him at the end yeah she clocks yeah, yeah. down all the elevators yeah. and everything i don't know that was weird it was an intern she wasn't yeah, that was paid. a confusing character <laughs> there. i was like who is I this yeah, I, she, it seemed like she was destined for like a reveal or something yeah 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 but oh yeah that was strange just some fucking girl uh, uh what overall it, though that one take i really liked and what was the master stroke here like when daredevil gets the the english dude felix manning yeah, he gets him. Well, he hangs him that, from the the the, the and seat that of the building. gets him what? What's that's that was the key thing to that get was this. The, that was the key thing because he told um, about the wedding. No, no that, well, he that, that, that he killed Dex's girl, yeah. Uh, yeah, the girl he was obsessing with. So then he has. Oh yeah, he was able to use that yes, to get fucking to flip uh, the flip bullseye. And that was great when he's like, Wilson Fisk killed your girl, and he wants to get married. What do you think about that? And just let him go. I was like, oh fuck, it's not going to end well. <laughs> I actually have a criticism about that. Should I do that or sure. should we talk about yeah, go, that murder? Go for it. So through 12 episodes, I was like, this is amazing. This is amazing. But how the fuck is um, Matt going to win? And then like the 13th episode for me, he just captures Felix Manning and then gets all this info and it's all wrapped it up within that episode. It gets rushed pretty quickly. It's so rushed. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. wait, that's all it took? That's Why didn't you just <laughs> capture Felix Manning? You, if you knew this was the guy to capture... To get the info, why, you going why after didn't you this capture him? The in the, why wasn't he the first guy? And like, if Felix Manning is that important, yeah, I would have liked to have seen how Daredevil captured him because yeah. I can't. It's hard for me to believe that Fisk, being the smartest motherfucker ever, and having his hands in everything, wouldn't have Felix Manning on lockdown every fucking step of his life. Yeah, you know, there's other. So I, that was my big criticism. That was like the, the insta solve. Yeah. yeah, it was too. It, like was, it was exactly like the, convenient plot the douche device. Ex machina. Yeah. Also, yes. uh, another criticism, <laughs> kind of on the same vein. It's very convenient. Is uh, Bullseye's accuracy? Like he's accurate. 
throughout the whole thing. But then if you notice the last episode, he's fucking, he gets Fisk's on the side and he's missing Daredevil. Like what happened to your accuracy? Oh yeah, now, none of those things land in yeah. Fisk. He can't hit fucking no, They're not Matt. death blows. No. No, so, no he's like throwing up. cutlery at yeah, him man. and it's not going into his body. Like, why wouldn't you aim for his fucking head? Your bullseye. We already know you can nail That's your true. target. That's and true. it yeah, hits him that, in the that, fucking I, kidney. I found that to be very strange too. Yeah. That like pulled me out of that scene for a second too. I was like, None of these things are sticking. Yeah, now, now you're not good at aiming. What the fuck? They wanted, yeah. they wanted to bloody the suit, <laughs> the, the white suit. Yes, and I, I love that. <laughs> no, but they end up. He ends up getting him, but later. No, I'm. Yeah, no, I agree. He's 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 not hitting him with kill shots. No. But he's throwing he, the glass at him. And yeah. It's like scraping his side. When he could just kill him right there. We've right. seen you do it. Uh, what do you guys think of the fighting style? Uh, I liked how there was a lot of boxing. It seemed to be a lot more boxing. They do oriented. a really good job with like distinguishing how Daredevil fights. Yes. What did we see this season? I think. What did well, you notice? In this season, he fights a certain way. In the other season, he fought more like a ninja. This right. is like MMA boxing brawler style. Yeah. He was more like boxing and Muay Thai and like and kind of just like getting his ass kicked a lot too. Like that's just. I think it's it. They were playing up the fact that he's just not one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I I get that, but it's just so many. It's just like. It's kind of weird to me when you take on like 30 ninjas at one time and the Punisher (laughs) while like raining bullets. And you're fine. That's true. You're fine. And then all of a sudden, a dude who's throwing pencils is like, oh, he's fucking you up. (laughs) But Charlie Cox is the best at playing extremely exhausted fight guy. I just don't like when the continuity between the abilities changes between seasons. Listen, different showrunners, different writing staff every season. I know, but that's actually not good. It's not good. Continuity should should, uh, should see. And I think I'll agree. And I think that's what kind of made season two weaker. And I like this season. But the fact that this showrunner was really trying to tie it back to the first season. Yes. Well, he was going off the first season. He's trying to bring it back, tie it back to the first season. Season, and I think he succeeded in that. If you watch the, you know, those two seasons together, then you got this weird but second season. Gets his ass kicked in season two, also. Well, yeah, that's true. He, he gets shot in the head by Punisher. He, oh, that's right. He, ne- he <laughs> never doesn't get his ass kicked. <laughs> I mean, he's just uh, what level is he getting his ass kicked? I mean, like he's literally wearing like like uh, clothes that he found in a bin yeah. that he's retrofitted into. He's not wearing any armor. No. He's got rope around his no. hands. Uh, and yeah. uh, it's crazy. Before we talk about Matt Murdock, just want to mention a couple of small characters real quick. Sister Maggie, I thought was uh, she. That's his mom. Yes. And, and I think if people didn't know that from the comics, that must have been a fucking crazy reveal. Like I was expecting it. And they waited so long until the end to reveal it. But it was important uh, for him at the time. He kind of loses his father figure again in the priest. But he has yeah. Sister Maggie now. Who knows about it? I loved her. I love seeing Melvin Potter, and he actually was using fucking a buzzsaw to get him, like he, like he does in the comics when you know, he becomes. I got to point out something, yeah, <laughs> about Sister Maggie yeah. real quick, yeah. And this is like goes back to like the aging thing, yeah. Like when they do the flashback of her as a young girl, they use a different actress. They use a little girl, yes, like a little girl, yes, that looks young as fuck, yes. But they use the same dude that played Matt Matt's father <laughs> from season one. Yes, I'm like, wait, that dude doesn't look any younger. And he looks like he's like 45 and she looks like she's and like flabby. 16. That is a little weird. And I'm yes. like, why? Yeah. Why did if they like why did they use the same dad then? Like just make a so younger dad. It it did seem a little skeevy it when he was when, skeevy, when he was yeah. getting her to like be his ring girl. And, I was like, you kind of to get to be it, the ring girl. And it goes back to like like they don't like to de- like young girls 
they don't want to they don't like old women <laughs> they can't they don't want to like they don't want to like put a pun, bunch of makeup on this older looking woman and make her look young they recast her as a younger for the flashbacks like but then he the, looked oh, the guy doesn't yeah. get he looked recasted. older than he did in the first season his yeah, dad he didn't, look, you know? he didn't look like i don't know it seemed like he was 30 years old yeah he should have been like a 20 year old guy as a boxer or right. something they should just cast a younger yeah. guy yeah a younger Matt, yeah, Matt's dad. Younger Matt's dad. Uh, but what did you? Uh, let's talk about Matt Murdock's uh, whole kind of uh, character arc here. Uh, I uh, I love what he went through coming out of the Defenders. I love the beginning where he has no faith in God and he's questioning, uh, fighting his inner demon. I love where she's like, "Thank God for you," and he goes, "God didn't save you. I did." <laughs> it's fucking great. Uh, but then kind of comes around by the end. Let's people help him. Let's people in. And surprising that the show ends and kind of like a wrapped up, nice little happy nice ending note, package. Yeah. I think um, Charlie Cox doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. I think Wilson is Fisk, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, he is. Wow. I think Vincent D'Onofrio. There's a, there, there's a couple of times where his English accent oh, comes out. Oh, you down. heard it? I didn't hear it. I think I a lot of like other, other, other characters, Wilson Bethel, get a lot of credit. Yeah. I think he's perfect yeah. as Matt Murdock. Yeah. Is like playing up the fact that he doesn't know his purpose and like he's got the, um, you know, Catholicism to back him up. And I think they really did a good job, especially Charlie Cox, of of playing that realistically, like his battle with his inner demons. Because like growing up, me personally as a Catholic, you're always like, you do get like, why is this? Why is this bad shit happening to me? If yeah. this is all part of God's plan. Yeah. Fuck you, God. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? Why are you doing this to me? And like he plays that off perfectly. That's what Jesus I, said. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then he's like, I like the, I really enjoyed that. Like he was looking for his purpose, and he gets blinded, and he can hear everyone's pain. Yeah, and he's like, I'm, God's talking to me. Yeah. I, if I can hear this, it's because God wants me to help these. Yeah, people. what is my I'm plan? I'm just picturing Anthony getting mad at God when he can't get his dance moves right. <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck, man? God damn it, God! I'm at this is a 180 beats permitted song. Why can't I keep up? <laughs> No, We've think, been choreographing this for two weeks. <laughs> I practiced these moves. The whole point of like Charlie Cox in the show is he's like he's a bad fucking friend. He but is. His friends still will come back to him. Yes, and love they're him. loyal, and, and they're the ones yeah. that break, bring him back. And, I mean, by the way, you would have gotten that reference if you had the Patreon. <laughs> he yes. uh, get on the Patreon. Like he, in the beginning, he's making really bad decisions. He's using his friends. You know, he goes to the pro- he's prison. On a, he's going out on a death wish. He's out beginning. on a death wish. He steals. He wants to die. Right. Yeah, he steals Foggy's bar card and, and goes to the prison to find it. This is not a good idea. Like, when that scene started, I was like, what are you doing? This is not a good idea. Although, I love how they wrote him playing up his blindness more this season. I love that. I wish, I always wanted more of that. Like, there's times where he's playing a sighted guy. There's times where he's pretending to be a blind guy. There's times where he's fighting and then he pretends to be a blind guy. And then he, like, knocks someone out and then he goes back. I was like, this is how you do it. Like, because you would never guess that this motherfucker... Is is Daredevil? You never know what's actually going on. I just enjoyed. I really enjoyed his arc throughout the year, throughout the season. Like he's he's pissed off, and then he kind of comes back, and then he's like, "Okay, I got to fucking kill Fisk," and he's like, "Uh, "No, we'll do it the right way." Did you think he was going to? No, no. No, No, that 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 would yeah. That 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 kind of takes a little bit of the the edge out of it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, at the very end, you knew like when I know he's just talking shit. He's not going to do it. He's talked about it so much. But that's his. uh, I mean, that's the triumph is that he doesn't battle. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's everyone conquering. If they had him kill Fisk, yeah, that ruins the character. Yeah, 
Yeah. No, no, but just the fact that no, he's announcing it and you know that he's not going to do that. But you, I kind of understood it because of the way everything was set up. You yourself are like, fuck, you got to kill him. That's really yeah, the only way I, out of this. I was like, how is he going to get how out you, of this? Otherwise, how are you going to get out of this? Now you got to keep Vanessa alive because if she gets killed, he's just going to go on a rampage. You know, I, she's. I always thought it was going to end with him pulling his punches at the end and that's how, exactly how it ended. It, it was, a, yeah. A little, I actually had a two things with that ending. Yeah. I mean, I, I first off, you had to not kill him. Yeah. Well, we know right, that. Yeah. Um, like that's essential to the character. But it was a bit like funny to see them. Like he he this whole entire show, he's looking to fucking kill Kingpin. He's got to stop him, and then it ends with like them two shaking hands and trusting each other. <laughs> he's like, "All right, well, you're not gonna do it. Up now. We got it. You got my word. Again, All right, we got your word. Very like, comic booky. Do you think that Vanessa should have died? Mm, I don't know. Well, it was. I a, think that would have been nice. It, it, I think I wouldn't have minded if she died. I think it was the only way though that they could write out how Fisk won't keep going after Foggy. And right. Aaron Page. They, they yeah. needed a Although, contingent. I was expecting. I didn't expect them to shake hands. What I expected at the end was there was going to be some sort of way where it was flipped. Yeah. And maybe this is too close to how Luke Cage season two ended, but it was flipped and Matt becomes a new kingpin. Because that happens in the oh, comics. Oh, that's but that's Luke Cage season two. Yeah, yeah. he starts yeah. running like he, uh, he runs. The, the he starts to Shadowland or whatever yeah, yeah. in the underworld. Uh, but which mm, I think would have been mm, a better ending. Mm. Yeah, the, Matt's yeah, the new kingpin. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting, especially with the fact that these shows are getting canceled. This there may not be another season. Of Daredevil, it, the way it ends is, and if there was wrapped up, yeah, they wrapped up the thing. I really did not like that fucking. So is everything in Daredevil wrapped up? Pretty much, other than like Electra's gone. Yeah, Fisk Electra's is in gone. jail. The trio, the th- Electra's dead, right? She gone. She dead. She gone. was there under the building, but then she never came out. Yeah, uh, the Matt Murdock, Nelson, and Paige are back together, kind of like Great in the beginning. They're all him, friends. Yeah. They're gonna start a law firm. Matt Matt's like accepted them in. All of them let there's like everyone knows that Paige killed Wesley. Yeah, and her all brother. Her, the, everyone. So everyone knows everyone's secrets now, yeah. which is important. I uh, I hated that fucking tag with Bullseye though. Why? Like no, there was no need for him Why? to open his no, eyes. The, the the surgery part was fine, but the very last thing with the eye and the logo in his eye. Yeah, that, that is like strange. this is like uh, Ben Affleck Daredevil now. What are you doing? Like that yeah, was a little. There strange. was no need for that. We get it. Yeah, that was weird that he like opens his eyes and the logo shows up what in his fucking pupil. What the fuck is pupil. this cheesy bullshit? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> not what is this? Uh, in the comic books, though, uh, Wilson Fisk in the same issue where Bullseye kills Elektra. I think Matt breaks his back and then he has Admantium yeah. put in and they said something like Cognitum. Yeah, that, that is cognitum. comic book accurate that they put the metal in. So it's in funny, while this show, it wasn't superhero, it was, he, they pulled a lot from Born Again and Guardian Devil, uh, Kevin Smith's thing, but they used it different. They adapted things differently and I think it was a, a great adaptation. I think that this season, where do you put this in, in, in terms of the three seasons? I'm going to rank it now? Yeah. Yeah, we're almost done. We're yeah. talking about Um. Before. Okay, who wants to go first? I mean, do you have anything else that you want to say before we go here? Uh, no, there's a couple, a couple of fun things Easter eggs, down. and uh, the, we'll talk about will there be a season four, but we can rank it. I was actually, all right, I'll it. start. I was thinking about this on the way home, and I was flip-flopping, but to me, it is like tied with maybe a little bit better than the first season of Daredevil for me right now because of the fact it was a standalone story 
and uh, the, that they there was more action scenes. They elevated everything. Fucking amazing crime drama. Uh, Matt's back in his black suit. Like he doesn't even need the suit for this to be an awesome Daredevil show. So, and that I think that's up there with like one and two of of all out of all the shows. I think that um, I don't think it's my favorite, but it's my favorite storyline. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the storyline I think was very like accomplished. There's yes, there's the there's the Deus Ex Machina where the <laughs> fucking the assistant Felix Manning could have been the key the whole time and no one fucking even acknowledges it till the very end. Right. Um I felt that oh my that just like when you said it, I'm like, oh my god, I was feeling that the whole time. Yeah. yeah. But um it was just more compelling because you had Fisk in from the first episode. You had established him as its mastermind, and uh, it wasn't about Hell's Kitchen. Yes. It was about yep, Fisk. Yep, yep. And I think that when they make it about Hell's Kitchen, you're like, if you know anything about New York, Hell's Kitchen is like a few blocks, right. and like it's not really a big deal. Yeah. But uh, so I, I like that they got away from that a little bit, and they just made it. It was about Fisk. Yeah. And uh, so I thought that that works better, a more cohesive story uh, than the first one. The first one dragged a lot more. Uh, I just didn't like certain things about like um, just some things here and there. But other than that, I I felt it was very strong. I still like the first season a little bit more. Um, And I like the second season for the action. Mm -hmm. Like has the best action, the best daredevil action I've seen of him being like, he's more like bullseye in season two. Uh, He's taking that fucking baton swinging around. He's bouncing off shit. He's doing like, He's like a, a full-fledged ninja in that in that one. And uh, I feel like this one, he's very, very, like, we're not getting this, the full-on Daredevil. We're getting, like, this kind of, like, weaker version of Daredevil. Uh, so it's like, I feel like it's a step back in that way, but I know it serves the story. So basically, I'm kind of conflicted of where it goes. I kind of like aspects of all three, like, equally. Like, I like the action in two. I, I love, like, the 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 mystery of one and I do like the story and Fisk in this one uh much better. So I don't know. It's kind of like it, it's a toss up for me. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat too. I I think for me two is the weakest, but I mean I really enjoyed like Frank Castle Punisher mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that they separated the stories so like it didn't feel yeah as long. Um I agree. I think this season is probably the best story. Yeah. And it it the momentum is always picking up. So like season 1 it it takes kind of like the 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 show kind of comes to a halt for a little bit. And it really never regains that momentum towards the end that I think season 3 it it's always moving forward. Like yeah. every yeah. episode like building. builds on the yeah. next one yeah. and it's you're always like holy fuck like how are the hell are they going to get this done? Like you're never it's it never feels tired by the end of it where you're like all right, like it's over. Like we need to fucking end this shit. Yeah. Um, also, I like this season a lot just because it, it kind of is about Matt finding his purpose and realizing that he's not daredevil because he likes to fucking beat people up at night. He's not daredevil because he's actually the devil. He's the daredevil because he likes to, leg- he legitimately wants to do the right thing. Right. And that, that is his calling his life is, is to do the right thing all the time. It's a toss-up for me, season one and season three. I still kind of lean towards season one mm. only because it's season one. It's the first Netflix show with Daredevil, mm-hmm. and there's just that nostalgia kick. Not nostalgia, but it's just like 
You'll never have that the first time seeing yeah. him in the black suit yeah. on screen yeah. fighting in that hallway during yeah. the third episode. Like yeah. that was so awesome. I think this show is better in terms of storyline, in terms of character work, um, in terms of some of even the action. But I just think season one has more of the like that was the first. I mean, this season builds on you know it's because of that first season that they could do all this stuff but with this all season. Good. They're all, yeah, I love. I mean, I even love how they show them crouching. He showed them crouching on uh, uh, by the cross and on the corner, like all Spider Man like. I was like in his black suit, like the black suit. I really love. I love season two, but I think part of the problem was but he's not in a black suit. Really, he's I, just in like he's just in. Not even a suit. He's in. He's, yeah, he's, he's got black PJs. sweatpants and, bla- and, and black jeans. It's not a I think suit. The other the yeah. season one suit yeah. was actually more of a suit. Yeah. He had like more reform, but fitting. just the idea of him being yeah. all black and no vision. Uh, like I think defenders really hurt. In between, you know, the the story of Matt Murdock and season two, uh, I love, but they were trying to set up all this whole Defenders thing, and I'm not, I don't even know if they should have ever done fucking Defenders. It should have been great on paper, but because of that, you're starting with him all hurt, crawling out of a building that's just been dropped out of him. Yeah. You know, that's what you have to take that and you got to work them back up. So that informed a lot of this. Um, there's one uh, one article here from Screen Rant that was interesting, which I want to ask the question to you guys. Will there be a season four? This one company, Jump Shot, it's a San Francisco based analytics company is saying based on whatever numbers they're tracking for Netflix, since Netflix doesn't share their numbers. Mm-hmm. Season three's viewership was less than half that of season two in its first week. Wow. And, but here's the other thing. I think the fact that we had to wait so long between season two and season three, like we had to get through Defenders. We had to do all these other fucking shows. They took a hit in quality. Well, that sucks. So do we think uh, Netflix is going to keep this show? Are they cutting? Are they going to kill this one? Uh, you know, I if it if it well, is the last season, this. it's a let nice wrap this. up. Season two had the hook of being not only the coming off that awesome first season, yeah. but they were like Punisher is in this. So Whereas season three, yeah. I don't think. I mean, they they tried to market Bullseye and the Return of Wilson Fisk, yeah. but I don't think the casual fan was like, I need to, I need to get back. So in jump there. especially sh- after Daredevil or uh, Defenders, yeah. I think a lot of people were really turned off. This company said that season two of Daredevil is still the most watched Marvel Netflix series since, two? Yeah, since 2016. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, I have yeah. no idea, honestly. Yeah. I would have told like before all these cancellations, before uh, Iron Fist got, or when Iron Fist got canceled, I was like, there's no way they're canceling Daredevil. Yeah. And then they canceled Luke Cage and like this season ends so. You're like, they almost, can cancel this. Yeah, it's, it's in a bow. Like, and it would be fine. Yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. And and I think that's ironic where they ended the uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist on cliffhangers with more story, and this one just kind of just like closes like this trilogy or this this chapter. I don't know, man. I I don't like we said last week. I don't think any of these fucking shows are safe. I think Netflix is looking at the viewers and looking at their investment and the fact that they can make. You know they have the Stranger Things a hit. They can make their own stuff that's a hit. They that that's IP that they own. Let me ask you guys the question. Yeah. Did you like? Because I agree with you guys. Did you like that this show was more of a crime drama that happened to feature Daredevil, or would you have liked it to be like your typical comic book where there's like triumphant moments and big fights in the middle and mm-hmm. like like crazy wacky shit? Or is this fit more of the Daredevil? I'm conflicted because they kind of did that last season. They gave us, you know, more 
comic book season two season two right right well but, i mean you've got undead ninjas yeah you got undead yeah, ninjas. But it's, it's just it's just um all it is is you have a good story but then the action sequences are just on another level and a little bit more um style but it's I, not like that you can't you can't have one without the I other i do like it as a crime drama though i gotta tell you it's just that the story was more well well written yeah. because you had a very simple plot yes all right, it wasn't that complicated. It was Wilson Fisk is manipulating everybody, and uh, that was that. It's like that simple. They got to stop him. Yeah, how do you stop him? Keep figuring the out. The other one to stop was him. like involving like the hand. It's a little and some convoluted. Kind of ritual, yes. and it was Punishers in there. It's like too many moving parts yeah. that didn't belong there. But there was ninjas. So it was clunky. Yeah, there was. But ninjas. there was the ninjas. <laughs> so I mean, it just wasn't. Those elements just didn't fit together well. It wasn't as uh, elegant. Yeah, I like so. the season standalone way more, uh, better told story, better pacing. And I just, I was like, this is a fucking great, compelling crime drama that just happens to have a guy who's blind wearing a fucking uh, black knit hat over his head. Yeah, <laughs> That's he, all it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand like that makeshift costume that he had all of a sudden, like. He had that little hat yeah. that he just busted out. They didn't have like the ninja thing. I was surprised that he did not get back into the suit once, but it kind of makes sense where, and how can, I'm wondering what the public thinks of Daredevil now, if he was to put the suit back on. I mean, he didn't even have the batons or anything. No, and fucking. Or even try to get the baton. But Bullseye is killing people with his batons and his, his, yeah. his accurate reproduction from uh, Melvin Potter there. I don't know if there's another season. Great. If not, honestly, like this satisfying ending, but I no. I mean, they've done enough with him. Could we see him in the, on the big screen in the MCU? Would they ever no, restart so. him? If you bring this over to Disney, do you, it could be a, it could be a direct to, to Netflix movie. Oh, direct to streaming. So, Oh, Netflix I, I think movie. They, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing him in the MCU. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't I don't even know what they would do for a season four. Right. They did everything. Bullseye's cool. Yeah. But can you build a whole season around him being the villain? The return. I don't know. I mean, that's what this, well, this kind of was, but yeah, his, uh, God, I did like bullseye a lot. He's great. He's so great. Good stuff. So it's a fucking crazy person. It's bit, you know, it's, uh, it's, I'm glad they ended on this note. If this is the last season where we're going to get another season of Punisher, probably going to get another season of Jessica Jones. And then, I don't know. I don't know. The buzz uh, everywhere I read is the the numbers are down for these things and the the buzz is gone and it's just not the same. Maybe the they buzz should, is gone. Maybe they should just end it, put it to bed. Like anecdotally, my friends are not talking about this yeah. show like they did yeah. season one and season two. Yeah, it's not like you're breaking bads or your Game because of Thrones buzz. What are you really watching it for? <laughs> To complete, to be a completist now at this point, I mean, you have to be a comic book fan, yeah. right? You have yeah. to have liked the first two seasons and been like, like, what are you really wanting to see when you watch Daredevil? For me, just a good story. Yeah, yeah. So most people don't give a fuck. About it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's true. Obviously, because <laughs> Venom is making so much money. That's true. Five hundred so, million. There you go. Again, anecdotally, I, some, I, I put out a Snapchat of me watching the show, and someone They're like, "What the fuck me, is right? that?" They, no, they literally go. I think you're the only one that still watches uh, that show. Well, I'm like, and I was like, and then I was gonna like come back and like look up the numbers, and I couldn't find anything supporting that I wasn't the only one watching. So yeah. I was like, fuck you. Yeah, no, I think <laughs> only half the people who watched the last season watch this season. Yeah, uh, the numbers are actually are supporting that no one watches no the show. No one anymore. was watching. That's crazy because you got to really bring something to the table yeah. that's gonna 
get people to watch that that you can't see anywhere else. Yeah, and I mean, I and, we, I think we said it last week how even Netflix the the landscape has changed so much since these shows started. That it's, yeah, it's not the Netflix that needed Marvel. Yes. No, it's not yeah, that Netflix not, anymore. They don't need. They're this. definitely not. Yeah. Um, it, at least it seems to me they're definitely not pumping the show like they used no, to. No, they're not. They're not promoting it. Which hard is unfortunate because like yeah. I think this is a really good season. It might be the best. It might be the best season in terms of story. I think it's probably one of the best stories out of all the Marvel Netflix uh, seasons so far. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking great. I have to pee real bad. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was hoping that they were going to come up with like a black costume for them at the end, at least for him. You know, close the show with like a. Like a uh, new costume, him running through the roofs and stuff, you know. Just yeah. Kind of like, okay, it's still, even though the show's not going on, he's going on. He's still doing his thing. Yeah. Like he's still out there. Yeah. yeah. It'd be cool to do that. Yeah, no, I, I'm, look, I'm looking up, like, images of Daredevil's old costume, the black one. Yeah. And how it was, like, tighter, and it had, like, red stripes on it, and he had, like, these gloves, and, like, the longer ninja, like, uh, tassels. Oh, yeah, yeah, batons. yeah. Yeah, he did look better. Yeah, it looked so much better. It looked like more legit. Oh yeah, he had the red. I forgot that the other one had red accent on it. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> and you're right. They did have like black glove uh, protection arms. Yeah, yeah. Like I guess that's what he's doing with the ropes. He's yeah. like, it's just more badass. Yeah, yeah the white the underneath was a weird. Underneath the mask was a strange thing too. It reminded me of like Mushmouth from Fat Albert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Kaby. I mean, he's literally wearing like blue khakis. And like a a a, a regular like, like a sweatshirt. sweater, yeah. <laughs> you know it's, what it, I think it is that they're trying to do with that white. I think that he put on the nun hairnet thing. Uh, you over know, it, his face. It could be a callback to like priests no, no, and white collars. I, I think it is the the nun thing that they wear, right? The habit that you know how the nuns wear like the white. It has white trim and it's yeah. a black thing over their hair. Oh, so he grabbed that from the church, probably. Yeah. And I think he just put that over his face. Hmm. So that yeah. now he's got the nun thing on his face. Mm. I like. Uh, I think that the reason why they did the white rim is because he has the white things around his arms, and they wanted to create like a motif. But it just didn't. Fuck work. your motif. Okay, let's get to the mailbag. Let's get to the ball. Bag. The, my balls was hot. Was my balls my was hot. <laughs> Joey Austin, listener Joey Austin, uh, posted: Daredevil is just amazing. They leave Netflix and go to Mouseflix. I'm going to. Uh, so there's one person who's buying the streaming service. I love the word Mouseflix. Maybe that's what they should call it. It should be called Disney Mouseflix. Just straight up rip it off. Let's get that trending. Mouseflix. Hashtag Mouseflix. Uh, Adam Morris and Ron Hans, rock boy, both wanted to thank you this week for one of your recommendations the last show. I don't know if you saw these messages. Adam Morris says, Rugberto. Thank you for recommending Monster Squad on the latest episode. Goddamn, I love that movie. It's a great Halloween movie. Ron Hans on Twitter at Surfing Eye says, at Really Rugboy, dude, thanks for letting everyone know on the last episode of Jock and Nerdcast that Monster Squad was on Amazon watching it right now. Rugs, guess what? I watched it yesterday on Halloween. Yes. And I can't believe... I've never fucking seen this movie. You've never seen that movie? No, how? This movie came out in 1987. I would have been like 11, 12. Perfect age. It's really like, it's a really like, uh, what do you call it? It's a low rent Goonies. 
It's Goonies yeah. with with uh, with monsters. Anthony, you would love this because it features Dracula, the Wolfman, the Mummy, Frankenstein, and the creature from the Black Lagoon, uh, all in this. And it's a just a great '80s goofy campy. It's like it's half baked. It's not fully baked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like there's like there's hardly any story yes. to it. It's like '80s, like it's like the the '80s like stupid, yes. you know, '80s it's stupid, Betty's. like a, like, a, yes. like an Arnold movie, yeah. like. There's no like thought to any of the backstory. There's no thought to any of this. It's just these kids are they're the ones that are gonna fucking make the the monsters. We're go the away. monster squad. We'll take care of it. <laughs> yeah, Rudy. they just form a squad and they do it. <laughs> so this is so 80s. They use totally politically incorrect words that people oh, use the, in the back they of the use, day. They use fag like they say <laughs> yes, that word without abandon. Homo and there's a fat kid character and his name is Fat Kid. Oh shit! They're yeah. like, hey, where's Fat Kid? And they they they're using this like as his name. And at one point, he just goes, my name is Horace. And it's got that great line, Wolfman's got nards. He kicks him in the nuts. It's a different he time. He gets to kick the Wolfman in the nuts. Yeah, and like, you, nobody in this movie is anybody or became anything except for Kevin's older brother from uh, Wonder Years, Wayne. He's yeah. in it. Nobody else in this movie. I don't know what happened. There's only one I'll tell you person. what, though. The monster makeup was really good. Yeah. Surprisingly better for the, than Baker, it should be. Oh, he's great. This movie. Rick Baker's awesome. Yeah, I was I was like, these fucking monsters look great. They should not look good for this shit movie, but it's a great shitty 80s movie. I, I enjoy it. I think it's pretty fun. There's some really bad shit there too, yeah. like the bats. Oh yeah. The the, the, like, the, bat the, like the bats on the string. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, if I was I can't believe like in the late 80s when I was a teen, I I didn't watch I would have loved this back then. Like with You've all never of seen no, this movie before. Never seen it. Did you like the musical number? Uh, wait, what was the musical number? When they all like the music kicks in and they all like are starting getting their weapons. Oh, the and montage. Shit. Yeah, the musical yeah. get ready. It was so fucking Goonies. And the hot chick yes. that they take a picture yes. of. They got to find a virgin uh, and yeah. have her hold the amulet. It's great. It's on Amazon Prime. Frankenstein's great in that movie. And, the, and what's great about the monsters is they're not all evil. Some of them. My favorite wanna, part are friendly. My favorite part of the movie is when the little girl yeah. encounters Frankenstein yeah. and everybody else is hiding. Yes. And she's like, come on, guys. He's cool. Don't be chicken yes. shit. Dude, you know. It's like this little three-year-old yes, girl. It's a little like, this is the great thing about 80s movie. It's got everything. It's got kids swearing. Yes. It's, got, like, like, yeah. it's like a four-year-old four girl saying like, shit. shit. I was like, oh, I miss the way movies used to be. <laughs> never make this now uh good good tip if you haven't seen it you have i've Amazon. shown that movie to many people it's fun it's perfect for halloween they've all been like all right it's cheesy it's, it's cheesy cheesola, yeah, but it's, it's complete cheesola yeah. but it's 80s cheesola it's it's bad. cheesy and good great pick on amazon prime uh i got this twitter message from uh middle three at Zaphod 1963 he has an mcu theory you guys ready for this this is pretty all good right. it kind of blew my mind he says theory Fury did call Captain Marvel during the Battle of New York. She arrived late, but she was the one who pushed Tony through the wormhole before it collapsed. Oh, shit. Could it be possible? I like that theory. I don't understand. I don't get that. Tony went to a wormhole? Remember when he pushed the bomb back up into the Chitauri at the end and kind of went in and you didn't know if he was going to come back? And then you kind of just saw him falling like he, he was going almost too far into the wormhole to return. No, I mean... No, could do, think so. could it be that she no, showed up? I just think to they, pop they exp- I think they explained it science wise that Did like they? the wormhole was the only source of gravity in that entire space, so that's why he got sucked through, or not uh, the wormhole. They went, that's uh, why he can came back into Earth. 
Because the gravity pull is pulling him back. Yeah, grab it and pull him back. Yeah. All right. So maybe that blows this guy's theory. And you, and you don't see her push him through the wormhole. No, but they could write that in. And this would be like, remember how Why you got back to the thing? During... Oh, yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they just didn't show us or something. I don't know. Not a good theory. Sorry, middle three. I thought it was a good theory. Thanks I mean, for sharing. I mean, you do wonder why Fury didn't call Captain Marvel during then, the Battle of New York. Right. Uh, uh, this whole time. We knew her since the 90s. Unless he knew she's like odd in space and can't be. But clearly yeah, you can that, page that, her. That, that might need to be explained. Mm, a little explanation. And of course, it's not a mailbag without hearing from our buddy, Matt J. Miller. Are we playing this Let's one? See what What's happens. up, Jack and Nerd Nation? Matthew James back again. It is October 31st. Happy Halloween, everybody. Let's get into some creepy news. First off, woke up this morning and remembered that I watched the movie Ice Cream Man back in the day with Clint Howard in it, killing a bunch of people. That movie's definitely not made you for children. You don't need to know this. You, it, you know what I'm talking Clint about. Clint Howard. Anyways, I don't know what I was doing. Uh, this is I watched totally Black useless. Klansman last week with Denzel Washington's son in it. We got Kylo Ren from Star Wars and also Spike Lee directing it. This movie was pretty awesome. I liked it a lot. Go check it out. Uh, real quick, white people, okay, goddamn so it. We've been telling ho- us that you like the movie. I want to see this okay. movie. Well, with our race relations over the years, we need to get our act together. That's all I'm going to say about that. Now he's giving race right. advice. Uh, John Krasinski okay. is in works to write a sequel to A Quiet Place, so that's pretty cool. A quieter place? How much more quiet can you make it? Uh, the director from It is also <laughs> working on an Attack on Titan anime live action movie, so that's pretty excited one. about that. Wait, they made a live action Attack on Titan, but on, yeah, Andre Muschietti, oh, they're going to make an American or, version. I guess. I, don't know. I will say, I started watching that show. It's fucking epic, dude. The fucking giants. Where the whole idea of these giant beings and you started watching the anime, yes, because it's on Hulu. Like there's all this anime on oh. Hulu, and I was just like, oh, let me watch this Attack on Titans. I've heard a lot of things about it. I kind of like it. Was he done? No. Capping last okay. episode, any show called Dick and Dove has my attention right away. I don't care what it's about. I'd watch that show for sure. Um, <laughs> and I had to literally pull over on the highway and LOL because Emron said that co-ed sports are badass. No disrespect to that woman who got hurt, but co-ed sports are not badass, dude. Uh, last but not least, I am <laughs> setting the over under for speak pipes being sent in for the roast episode Ooh. at 16. I just don't think people are going to do it. Not uh, even but it'd be awesome if you guys do like a YouTube video or some kind of video showing your reactions to listening to the videos. All right, guys. Love the show. See you later. No video. You'll get a reaction on the show. And I have to respectfully disagree and even say you're wrong, Matthew J. Miller. Wait, wait. When did you say co-ed sports were cool? Because Lisa Morrison recovering. Yeah. Lovely and badass because recovering from surgery for breaking her arms in three okay. places. I she was playing them, uh, broke it playing sports. She plays yeah. co-ed sports. Okay, I said that's hardcore. And I, dude, any girl that plays co-ed like contact sports with dudes, that's badass. Anthony, what is the official jock ruling on co-ed sports? I, what was she playing? Um, I'll. Uh, it was soccer. I, oh, soccer. And she's a goalie. <sighs> I'm not going to A touch guy that one. is taking shots <laughs> at her being a goalie and I know, she breaks that's, her arm and makes the save. That's, a, that's badass. It is bad. That is cool. Do you not like co ed? Don't tell her to smile, Anthony. <laughs> don't tell her to smile. Can I? I can't. Generally, yes. co ed sport, um, playing co ed sports, I think of like softball, yeah. volleyball. Yeah. It's fine. What about like hot co ed hockey and soccer and like contact sports? Okay. This is going to, this, this might piss people off. Well, it happens. But. Men are generally better athletes than women. So, so because of physical structure and all that, um, co-ed sports are, are kind of like a weird thing. It's a, it's just a, it's a weird mix. I'll just say that. Do you think that Venus Williams is like, could get beat, beat by man, beat a guy in tennis. She could beat a guy. It's been like, there's been like, 
I think she would even admit it. Or so there's there's been a few tennis players that have played against like men, and like the two hundredth best tennis player is beating the best woman. It's not even right. a cl- like it's not close. Like it it's great. Like it's just it's the ball is being hit the served faster. It, yeah. the, the guys yeah. are just quicker. Yeah. Like even I think Serena's admitted like no, I can't like. They, they were there was like a lot of talk in tennis of like having the men and the women just compete against each other and see who really is the best and it's like it's not like it's not even close the men that's are way like better. That's not a contact sport. It's just skill. Yeah, that's skill. Yeah, but and speed but it, and strength. But it's still speed. It's still agility. It's but, still and strength. And that's not a co-ed sport either. My point is, say, in, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, in like a general fun, you know, community league. Co-ed sports are fun. It can be fun. I think if you're a girl and if and Lisa you, Morris yes. is taking soccer balls from men, yeah. that is fucking crazy. That's bad. That's hardcore, man. That's uh, all I'm saying. Al- That's unless the badass. dudes are running that are running around are like looking like you, then it's not that crazy. <laughs> well, nobody looking like me is playing <laughs> fucking soccer. Listen, there's plenty of women that are in way better shape than me. Yes, yes, That's absolutely. Fine. Oh yeah, oh, there's lots of women who are a lot stronger than me can do uh, more bench presses than me. Yes, yeah, there's a, there's I, a lot of badass women. Yeah. But I dis- okay, so you agree with Manche Miller? I disagree. With I don't know. I don't know Anthony what I brought agree it back with. around to an acceptable place. <laughs> I don't know what, what I. I don't. I don't really know what he meant by co-ed sports suck. <laughs> yeah, or whatever he just said. Yeah. So I don't. I don't really know. All right. I mean, co- playing co-ed sports is weird because, like, um, like generally, for instance, like softball. Yeah, you got to like find a girl or two to play softball, and sometimes you have like girls that are pretty good, but then yeah. sometimes you got to like. You got to fill a quota of having. You need five girls yeah, on the roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, you're yeah, like yeah, finding yeah. these girls, yeah. and then you're like, okay, I, you've never really grown up playing softball. Yeah. Go out here and like, let's put you in a spot where yeah. they're not going to hit the ball. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a strange thing. Yeah. But I mean, and but I guess I can apply to like shitty dudes. Imran. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Imran. Exactly. Imran like, is basically. Uh, I would be in, not play no, any yes, of sports. I would be golf. picked after all the girls, and always always was. In, in Imran, class. have you ever played sports? I was always picked last. I have played sports. What are you good at? Anything? No, probably not. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Do you, can you throw badminton? Straight? I'm badminton? good at bed shuttlecock. Yeah, I can throw. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I know. That. I can throw a football. I can throw a football. Can you throw a spiral? I can throw a spiral. I know how to do it. I can okay, throw good. it. I've done. I know the form. Ah, uh, can you catch? Uh, it, yeah. I don't yeah. think you can catch. I'm left-handed though, so I got to throw my left hand and I That's catch. Fine. I'm a, catch a well, ball. You, ca- you Look, catch. I filled in. Oh, you for, don't catch left-handed. I, no, I mean I filled in for my wife's softball team one one game, and I fucking caught up hop fly. I surprised myself, and everyone was like, "Yay!" And I was like, "That's it. I'm out." And I left. It was the middle of the game. I was like, "It's not getting better than that." See you later. Uh, do we have speaking of sports, fake sports, Anthony? Do we have a felty league update? Yeah. Oh, um, okay. We'll pull it up. I'll give you this time. Here's the National Felty League update. Well, right now in the Marvel League, it's still Roberto Rivera and Chaz Hebbard tied up at the top at Ooh. six and two, and on the DC side, Matthew Lawrence. Is six and two, so it's a couple of six and two. Still anyone, huh? anyone's game except mine. God, how much longer is this going to go on for? Too long, ever, uh, forever. Eight, eight more weeks. But since Matt Miller is on the show, yeah. um, he's Where's currently he three and five. Three and, then, and five. Okay, so he Matt, did not improve Miller. from last week. Yeah, get, it was three and four. You, I suck, but maybe you can get better. Come on, Maddie J. Miller, you can do it. You can you can do it, dude. It's still anybody's it, it, game. I'll tell you what: if you get to first place, oh, 
I won't do nothing, but still. <laughs> you'll, get the, you'll get the first place. Something. He'll send you a picture, uh, uh, picture we'll of his send, butthole. We'll send a picture of Imran sticking that controller up his asshole from Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, we'll send a picture of Anthony's abs. Just the abs. Oh, you could easily find that online. That's true. There's Hello? pictures of you in a topless everywhere. There's a few dudes Googling right I now. I have some on my com- work computer at work. Don't ask <laughs> me why. Uh, last thing before we peace out, I want to shout out uh, David Malofsky and Scott Maradu and the whole gang over at A Place to Hang Your Cape. They just released their second Halloween musical episode. And how is it? And it's it's good, man. It's fun. This is a good one. This time, last year, it, okay. last year Scott Maradu disappeared, ended up in animated Disneyland. Uh, we were in that episode. We lent our voice talents. He got out. This year, they do a riff on Flashpoint. It's called Scott Point. Scott goes back and he fucks up like all of geekdom and pop culture and has to go back and fix it. And did I do that? In, did I was I part of you that? You were part of that. We play uh, Anthony, myself, and Rugboy all featured as playing some famous celebrities. Was that the Stan Lee yes. thing I did? And um, oh. I play Roy Disney, and Anthony plays Walt Disney. Oh shit! Which I think is the funniest thing. <laughs> uh, and it's uh, they did a lot of good work. There's more parody songs, sound effects. Uh, the, and the we uh, the podcast itself gets a mention in this universe, in this dystopian future. So it's really, it's really weird. Great Whoa. job, guys. I'll put a link in the show notes. Check out both both episodes because this is like an independent production. They got no, they're just doing this on their own with help from other podcasters. And I love the idea. And Scott writes like a fucking 80, 80 page script. They wrote a script, original yeah, lyrics. It. It's crazy. Good work. Uh, Rugs, where can the listener find you online? What are you doing on your Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Really Rugboy, where I will be trying to figure out what the fuck a Post Malone is. <laughs> Post Malone, isn't that uh, White Iverson? Let's go, White Iverson. Post Malone is that dude with tattoos on his face. He has tattoos on his face. He wears Doesn't like everybody have tattoos on. I their believe face they now do now. It's like a standard. He, wear, he has tattoos on his face. He sometimes will wear like, um, like jumpsuits on stage, similar to Mike Myers. Posted, well, he has a song on the new Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, he does. I yeah. listen to that Is song. Is it good? I liked it. I guess the video has some footage in there. I haven't checked it out. What's his famous hook that he has on this song? I can't even I look. I look at on his face song? and I don't even want to. I don't know. Just give me like the, give me the, how many little hook that he has. White Iverson caught you on TV shows. Sounds fantastic. That's the, is, that, is that the famous one? That's like the one that got him popular. He's now, now he's got like a lot of hits. Isn't there like a new one that's. I got. I don't know fabulous. the names of the songs. Let me let me look real quick. Okay, I want to check his music I just want out. Him to sing to but me. then I see I have him to sing to you. I see a picture of him, and I just want to punch him in the face. Like better I, now. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, better now. Yeah, yeah. Better now. Rock star. And then what's that? How does that? What about pre Malone? What happens like, before Malone? I don't even know how to say. I like I like pre Malone. Like pre Malone. Early pre Malone. What about just Malone? What about just Malone? I'm coming out with my hip hop name's going to be Just Malone. I uh, if you look at my Twitter, I already used the I burnt both of these lines. Uh, yeah, I like these jokes. Give them. Uh, one of them is <laughs> trying to figure out what Post Malone was, yeah. and I thought that. My friend Luigi thought Post Malone was a kind of cheese. <laughs> okay. It's a good Post Malone. It's a Post Malone here. And the other one was uh, the relationship status after you date Sam from Cheers. <laughs> I love that. That's an old fucking reference. Nobody's going to get that. He is very no popular. No one's going to get it. Is when he I really? Him at, oh, yeah. Mm. When I saw him at Lala, yeah. that was his. 
set was um, like the most packed I've ever seen a stage. People were jumping at Lala. Dang. No, I'm saying like oh, on stage, packed in. Like I like oh. could not move. Oh wow! Everybody want to check out the Post Malone. Everyone, they the kids call him Posty. Posty is he pasty? Yeah. Is it a pasty Posty? He is kind of pasty, and he raps. He actually raps. He now he, he like, likes, he's, he's, he's Drakey. Oh, he's like yeah. Boom. He's I don't. He's like kind of like um. Uh, what's his name? He's kind of like like Dirty Everlast kind of feel. Like he sing. He's like a white guy that sings Ew. raps with tattoos. But on more his face. sings. He's kind of Drakey though. He's kind of like uh, Mo- is it monotone, repetitive? No, he's not. Mon- it's it's just like he doesn't really. He's not. I mean, he can't really sing, but he's like he's like, like a white trash dude singing. <laughs> okay, That's I'll, how, but, I'll have to but check. But like, if you follow him on like social media, yeah, yeah, kind of fun, kind of a fun follow. I'll have to check out the Into the Spider Verse. Like, all too. the kids love him. Like you throw him a beer, he'll fucking chug it on spot. He's hip. He's this with who the kids love though. You like he, him, dude. You gotta have. Tattoos I've seen and- him like three times. Wow. Already. He's yeah. in all these things. Yeah, you just gotta dye your hair, get tattoos on your face. Uh, I don't think he dyes his hair. I just feel like it's trying too hard. <laughs> I mean, it's trying hard. It's, it's trying a little too hard. Like I like when people are just like, there's just something about them that magnetizes them to you. Yeah. You don't can't put your finger yeah. on it. And then there's just when you're trying too hard, it just it just. I mean, look, you look at like like Eminem never dresses all crazy, never dresses fancy. He's always just kind of wearing a tracksuit, modest shit. It doesn't matter because all he just needs is to get on the fucking microphone. Like, who is the coolest dude ever in your eyes, Imran? And don't say me. Because, the cool, it's Rug Boy, of course. Uh, you mean just <laughs> I don't know someone who's uh, Justin Bieber, funky, fresh, fly. <laughs> Now. Is it Marky Mark? Name a name. I don't even know what what cool what you what cool is anymore. No, what I what mean, you think while, is cool? Okay, hold on, I gotta I, think about it. Go ahead. Like the coolest guy ever, Arthur Franzarelli. No, I don't know. I think Keanu's got to be up there. All right, he's a terrible actor, but he's fucking cool. You never see him like doing embarrassing shit. You know, he knows how to fucking use a gun. Yeah, and he's he was a bass player. I don't know. He's one of the key. I think he's a cool. As a kid, I always thought, obviously, Michael Jordan was super cool. Yes. Um, but then I once I got older and I realized how he dresses, I'm like, oh, my God. The dude Bruce is wearing Lee a, is cool. Bruce Lee is fucking cool. Bruce, Bruce see, Lee is fucking cool. But the thing about Bruce Lee is he died cool. Uh, yes. Eventually, uh, he would have lived long enough to become not be uncool. an embarrassment. Yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't trying cool. that hard, yeah. though. No, no, He was no. just he being was, Bruce Lee. That's actually, Bruce Lee was awesome. Yeah. All right. Like he was just being Bruce Lee. And then you're like, holy shit, that's fucking Bruce Lee. Like there's nobody like that. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it like James Dean right away, who also like, died young and died like cool. Jackie Chan yeah. is just not cool. No, he's not yeah. cool. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was, Jackie right? Chan yeah. is does similar funny. things than Bruce Lee does. He's goofy and he, fun. He has similar abilities yeah. and theatricality. You know, he does all know how to throw a punch and fucking move. Yeah. But he's just not as cool as Bruce Lee. You know who's yeah. always been. Was it Sam cool for Jackson's me? cool? And Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson. That motherfucker's cool. That motherfucker. Right, for me, cool. Sam Jackson's now a parody of of himself. But Pulp Fiction, Sam Jackson is fucking cool. You know who was cool? For, wasn't cool for me as a kid to even admit, and now I think he's super cool. Is Justin Timberlake? Oh, really? Right. I think he's I cool. Can, I can see I, that. I can, like he drips like swag as the yeah, kids say. now now when he's older and, and now, now he's refined and old yeah, yeah but he's not tattooing his face either no he's not you know who's also cool he doesn't need to yeah 
He's trying. Everybody, all these people are trying. Mr. Dad bod himself, Leonardo DiCaprio. That's the coolest motherfucker. Uh, DiCaprio no, he's cool. is cool. No face tats. No face yeah, tats. Again, again, no takes face off tats. his shirt. Yeah, fat. That's cool. Yeah, I, I just think he's. I, mean, I think he just drips like I don't give a fuck. Like dude. Affleck kind of had that vibe for a while. Affleck, but I, I, I feel like no, Affleck was a tryhard. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. yeah. Who else is cool? He's got that stupid tattoo on his back. <laughs> he went and got one of them fucking Japanese. Oh, who? As- Affleck? Affleck's yeah. Uh, boo. Yeah, I, I, I got to make the point that Michael Jordan was cool up until I started seeing the shit he, he wears, like the baggy stuff, and the yeah. fact that he's rocked a Hitler stash for that long. Well, he becomes like dad Michael Jordan. <laughs> he still has that little Hitler stash? I think he still rocks it. Wow. Which is insane. And he still wears hoop earrings. Wow. What yeah. year is this? What and, are you like, doing? He wears suits that look like, it looked like fucking Suge Knight's suit. Wow, so he needs a stylist. Yeah, he's really fucked All right, up. Let style. us know who you think is still cool. I think cool, that Trent Reznor's cool. Okay, is that's he a good alive one. still? Yeah, Trent yeah. Reznor's alive. He, dude, Reznor and Atticus Ross—they're scoring the Watchmen show on HBO, yeah. which is fucking—it's nine he's inch cool. nails. He doesn't like—he doesn't like. You're uh, not tattooing his face either. Would you say Marilyn Manson is cool? No, though? no, he's trying too hard. He's trying Marilyn too hard. Manson I, is weird and, and tried too hard. I like that yeah. he's weird and he knows what he's doing, and and you know, no, it's, you, it's you all take out a rib to suck your own yeah. dick. Come on, bro. Kurt Cobain. That's a cool motherfucker who did, clearly didn't give a shit about a lot of things. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah. But then you That's read about saying, his, cool. his issues and you're like, was he that cool? I think that mm. these new these new stars are what are these new like people that are trying so fucking I think hard Zach Efron's cool. To be I'm trying to cool. think of a modern artist yeah. that's cool. Who is it? I can't think of one right now. I mean, I feel like Bruno Mars is uh, kind of cool. But yeah, it's like manufactured cool. Bruno Mars is like... Like yeah, he's like he's like retro cool. Like yeah. he doesn't give because he doesn't like he doesn't have that. He's like he's like short. Yeah, he doesn't really have like all of these things. So he just kind of like is himself. Have you seen I, Bruno I, I, Mars live? Imran, he's pretty no, awesome. I, I'm sure he puts on a good show. He's great. I've heard. I wanted to say and, Prince too. I always thought Prince was cool. Prince is very cool. Yeah, because yeah, he did his I, own. I, 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 I never, hard, I never got Prince. No, I don't he think, tried a little hard. I don't think he and, tried too hard. I think Prince did his own thing, and you had to try hard to fucking figure him out. Who's cool yeah. right now? <laughs> there is nobody cool right now. That's like the if problem. you look at all the rappers, like Little Yachty, no. Little Fucking Ding, Little Zan, no, Little bad. Whatever, Little Uzi Vert. Any, no. anything. They all have the same <laughs> the haircut. They all have face tattoos. They all have grills. Mumble. They're rap like going bullshit. through like this factory yeah. and just cool me it's up, everyone. Please let me get tattoos. All right, the two or three coolest rappers right now that everyone think is cool are uh, Kendrick, Kendrick, uh, J Cole, J Cole, J Cole, and. Uh, What's his face from Chicago? Chance. Oh, Chance the rapper's cool. Yeah, everyone thinks he's cool. Yeah, but is he? I've never <laughs> met him. <laughs> I mean, he—you see that fucking three? Like everyone wears that fucking three hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His hat's everywhere. Ah, Drake that's is interesting. polarizing. Some Drake people would probably think he's really cool. cool. I don't think. No, he's I think he's polarizing. No. It's some I think, bullshit. I think he's weak. He's weak sauce. He's definitely weak sauce. I don't know how he ended up on this cool topic. Listener, send us uh, an email. Show it's, not, it's not cool when you try that hard. Do you can't. So is it cool to try hard? Let us know who you think is cool. But here's what's cool, listener. Help us <laughs> spread the show. The best way to do that is word of mouth. Grab a friend who's into geek shit uh, and get up real close. Give him one of these. Talking nerd. And then subscribe them to the show on their phone. They will appreciate it. They will thank you. Share the show. Post it. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time, y'all.
was, my balls was hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't use that today at all. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Talking nerd.